morning, good evening, good afternoon, as long as it's all good, welcome to The House That Happens. Sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times. The best dive bar in Ontario, but we'd like to think it's the best dive bar in the world. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the idiotic, insidious, and insane things that happen in this wacky world called sports. How you doing, buddy? How was your Christmas? Uh, pretty good. Uh, it was a nice little quiet Christmas in uh, the Milani household. Uh, Santa was kind to me. Hope Santa was good to you as well. Oh, it certainly was, and I got a shout out to my wife for getting me monogram Barry Sanders Guy Lafleur bag coverings for my drivers. Nice, very, nice. very nice. We had a great Christmas too. Uh, shout out to my son and my ex-wife for coming over and making it a really, really great day. And I want to make a quick shout out to your brother Stephen because I had a bunch of family things to do last week and he filled in admirably because on a show sometimes you have to be substituted for and he did a great job he has a last minute replacement as well i basically asked him that morning if you want to fill in i, so. bet, I bet she went what huh huh yeah okay he did good steven you did a great job the only thing i want to remind you of the latvia call but that's another story we'll let you off this time yeah we'll we'll move on from that uh yeah. Uh, next, I'd like to thank uh, you, the listeners. We hit 1,000 downloads across uh, basically all of our platforms except for YouTube and SoundCloud. So uh, probably it, it's over 1,200, something like that, once you uh, incorporate YouTube and all that. But still, thank you so much. And if you're listening, give us a like, give us a comment. We appreciate all that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we do. And I know I hear you guys when I come out for a drink, you people out in Aaron Mills, people I work with, just let us know you're listening because obviously you do because you tell me when I say something stupid and you tell me when you when I say something good. So it's all good when you think about that. You know what I'm saying, bro? Absolutely. By the way, you know, I was watching a lot of sports this week. Well, I watch a lot of sports anyway. And before we get going, I'm starting to get a little irritated, irritated with the expression um i guess they're gonna let them play oh okay what does that mean uh we're not gonna blow the whistle for penalties <laughs> okay it's the same thing, but i hear it in football yeah that means they're not gonna let the guy t- i hear it in basketball oh that means you're gonna let them run into each other i'm just gonna say this and i do believe it might have been mike johnson or somebody was on the air when one of the announcers said i guess it's time to let them play he said, no, it shouldn't be like this. Whatever you call in the first quarter, first period, whatever should be called in the fourth quarter. Don't you agree? Yeah, penalty is a penalty is a penalty. Agreed. And, and here at the house that happens, we're going to specify that specifically because when I hear uh, them say something like, let them play, I want to know what DraftKings thinks, <laughs> Bet360 thinks, what ProLine thinks. Well, the house always wins. Well, that's what makes it. You know, in this day and age when they're all sponsored by the gambling issues and you hear something like that as an old man, I sometimes go, hmm. hmm. I don't think, well, I don't, whatever, the, uh, the sports books are going to make their money either way. It's us that are going to be Pissed. losers or, or uh, it could go our ways. Maybe it does. Okay, so but, most of, but most of the time uh, you lose. Gambling okay. is kind of oh, built oh, around that. Okay, Mr. Milani, you and I are t- tonight, for example, you got Dallas and I got Detroit. And... Uh, St. Brown is going into the end zone, and he gets ripped over the shoulder. And they called it in the first quarter, but they rip him in the fourth quarter in the five-yard line. Oh, you're pissed. And they don't call it. You win a 1000 bucks. I don't. So I really think the betting people don't care because they're going to exactly. win. But I'm going to care. It makes you um, 
It's a credibility issue is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You want consistency along the way. And I think that sometimes with gambling becoming legal, it stresses out the credibility factor of games at times only from the eyeball point of view. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I have one last shout out. Um, went out for uh, my sister Alexandra and her fiance Mitchell's uh, engagement lunch yesterday. And I was asked to be uh, one of Mitchell's groomsmen. Very unexpected. I was, and the way he did it was just awesome. Uh, it's very clever the way how he asked everybody, gave us all envelopes. and. That's very, yeah. very cool. Congratulations yeah. to Mitchell and Alexandria. Alexandra. Alexandra. By the way, my middle name is Alexander. So it that's is. a great name. Congratulations to you two and uh, for a bright, prosperous, and many children future. Is that how you would say it? <laughs> I guess, the, well, it's, it's, it's you. How do you want to say it? That's what I want to <laughs> say. There we go. Okay, I don't know if I'll be around for all of that, but that's another story all unto itself. Speaking of another story here, we should quickly... Um, Got to ask you a question. What are the Toronto Blue Jays doing? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? They have $600 million, and what have they spent it on? First of all... A couple guys. Okay. A couple. Okay. Literally a couple, too. Okay, so... The bottom line is, because we're not going to spend a lot of time on baseball, I just want to no. point out the fact that at one point in time, we were talking about throwing around $600 million. Last time I checked, there's about 40 viable players on the free agent market. Mm -hmm. This is not guys like me. This is like uh, Chapman's still out there, Hoskins, All-star caliber players. You got it. Hater. The weird thing is that we've only picked up a guy from, from New York and New York couldn't hit last year, so we picked up one of their no-hit defense infielders. Doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it, that is was kind of a problem last year for us, though. What's that? In, infield the uh, defense. Okay, so what's it going to do? They say he's more of a shortstop. He could be a shortstop. Do you think Bo's going to move over? That's an argument for another day. We'll wait. Well, no, we all know Bo won't move over. But I mean, this guy could play some second base. I'm sure. You well, could play shortstop. You could play second base. Well, I'm looking at it this way: Can he hit? No. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's a problem. Anyways, the house that happens is going to point out is very, very interesting. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to see why. I've never seen a free agent season go by where it's now, what, a day before New Year's Eve, and we've got all these great players sitting out there and nobody's signing them. Don't you think that's odd? I mean, uh, I feel like the last couple of years, baseball offseason has been kind of like just super slow like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I guess, well, you said it, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Baseball is a slow sport. I guess the offseason moves slow, too, right? I guess it's got to It's do. just weird because, like, what, spring training is, what, six weeks away now? Yeah, 60 days or something less than that. Less than 60, so yeah. So someone's got to get a condo, new girlfriend, where they park in their car. I don't know, but Figure it, it just seems very, very weird. But before we leave baseball, we got to give them uh, – uh, they somehow kept themselves a little bit upright with all the new baseball rules, rules to keep themselves in the news. So we do know that the under 30 crowd barely knows that baseball exists. So they're going to get it. So we want to shout out to them, first of all, for the Japanese signings by the Los Angeles Dodgers, not only including Otani, but uh, I don't even know how to say Ishimoto, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Another insane contract. What do you get? 12 years, never pitched a second in the major leagues. Getting, yeah. That's the Dodgers. They got, got money. cash. And another thing I want to remind us in the year of 2023, probably the best baseball moment of the season was in the World Baseball Classic mm -hmm. when two of the best players in the game faced off 
and Otani beat Trout, who were teammates. It was an interesting moment for the year. Yeah, the final at-bat of that uh, tournament the final as well. At, that's what I'm yeah. saying. The final at-bat of that tournament is earmarked as one of the plays of the year or something that reached internationally, which is good for baseball. And, I mean, raise the profile of that tournament, too, because yes. going into that one, we were kind of talking shit about it. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, it, I, I definitely was. I'm not going <laughs> to mince words here. I, I mean, am I still a little skeptical about the World Baseball Classic? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it gave me hope that, I mean, this could be a tournament to watch out for. And I guess, what, every four years they're going to do it? Yeah, and maybe do it at a better time before, like maybe at the end of the season. I don't know. No, end of the season, it's going to be like the world championship of a hockey effect where guys just won't want to go. I think beginning of the season, like either got to do it mid-season or beginning of the season. Neither are ideal. But, I mean, you got to – beginning of the season might be best for what baseball wants to do, I guess. I will make a suggestion. If it's going to bring that many more eyeballs to the game, why don't they, instead of having an all-star game, take 10 days out of the middle of the season, and that season they only play 150 games and put the schedule in for the tournament in the middle of the year? Well, I think the baseball regular season should be cut down anyway. So. Oh, I've said that for years. So <laughs> 154, well, let's do it. Why yeah, not? All right, let's go. Well, we'll move on from there because the next thing I want to talk about is we're two days away from the national – college football championships in the United the States. Semifinals. The semifinals. Yes. The semifinals. So if you don't know who I am by now, you haven't been listening because everybody knows who I'm cheering for. I'll have my jersey on. We are the primetime first game, Michigan against Alabama, followed by Texas versus Washington. My call is it'll be a Michigan-Texas final. I mean, I'm the, the Rose Bowl is the one I'm really looking forward to, Michigan versus Alabama. Of course. And that's the first one, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah, I, that's going to be a spectacular game. Two of the titans of college football going at it in one of the most prestigious uh, bowl games of all time. Of all time. And you know what that's really starting to irritate me is because they got that roll tide going. Go to hell. Like, what was Michigan last year's newspaper now? I'm going to say that... But Alabama's Bama, come on. It's the SEC. I think the, the, the Big Ten has beaten the SEC once in these playoffs. Oof. Since the playoffs have started. That's what they're going to hear. But, hey, Michigan's going to change that. This is a new year. This is a new wave before Harbaugh becomes coach of the Carolina Panthers or some nonsense, <laughs> which I hope he doesn't. I thought he's got the uh, job for life in Michigan. <laughs> if he wants it. Fair point. I heard they, I don't know if they extended it. But now the team's winning, so he should want it. Well, it's one of the most prestigious jobs in the country, either way. Pro and one of the best paying jobs and in the country. You got it. So he should be thinking about that. So anyways, the house that happens on this side of the fence, we're going blue, baby. We want to really, really want to see a win. I haven't seen one since when was the Charles Woodson days when Brady was on the bench his last time we won a national championship. And I get sick of hearing about uh, Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. They can all eat my shorts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Michigan, number one ranked team in the country, so... The money's moving on Alabama if you check the line. Not that we're That's gamblers. just because it's the, kind of like the Dallas effect once you get to the NFL, right? Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I could feel your eyes rolling out of their oh. sockets there. In any event, before <laughs> we go, there was two major stories that were end of the, uh, the year that really changed things in college. One being that I think they made the right move when, F, when Florida State Seminoles got supposedly snubbed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now all their players are sitting out the bowl game. So what is that yeah. going to prove? But the biggest thing in college football, I think that we They're be, playing Georgia, right? No. They're, or no? They're, uh, yeah, they're playing Georgia. Yeah, yeah, okay. And half of Georgia's guys aren't playing. 
because they don't want to. It's an appropriate matchup then. There you go. You know, one loser playing another. Even though Georgia could be arguably still the best team in the country, we'll, we'll never know. The bottom line is I think the biggest news in college football this year was the effect that Deion Sanders had on the landscape of the game. Sure. The hype at the beginning of the year was insane. And even though they ended up with a record of what five and nine, they got their yeah they were they got smoked because they had a bad team anyway. They only had three and eight. But the bottom line, he exposed everything that was good, bad, and ugly about college, mm-hmm. and proceeded this week to get four of the best linemen in the country through the portal. Sure. So I guess that means that we're uh, that's called semi-pro. We can't say that. Amateurs, <laughs> are they? I mean, they are getting paid. So I mean. Semi-pro, why not, right? I guess you're going to say it, but big big uh, kudos to it, whether you love him or hate him that Deion Sanders has made that impact on the college yeah. football landscape enough that Sports Illustrated called him their man of the year. Did they really? Yes. Wow. They, I, uh, that caught me off guard. I mean, well, I guess for what, the, like you said, the good, bad, and the ugly that he exposed, I mean. Yes, he said, well, let's, if we're going to do it this way, let's do it this way, which yeah. caught a lot of traditional coaches off guard. But look at it. I heard um, right off the bat, Alabama got two, of the, two or three of the top ten blue chip recruits this week on signing week. Yep. So if you got a name, something's going to happen, and it's, if you have the coach, it'll go with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the hate that Colorado was getting this year kind of didn't make any sense because, like, to build a college program, that's going to take like what at least three, four years, right? Faster now with the portal, I guess. But still, it was just his first year, right? So. Most people are like, oh yeah, Coach Prime. I'm glad he failed. Oh, all this hype, like, oh yeah. I know. I, I wasn't. The haters expe- are out there. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't expect a guy to win. Like, I mean, I mean, it's I guess it's possible that a guy could win in his first year, but I mean, there's no uh, no foundation there yet, right? Well, I'll look at it this way: you go to the University of Colorado and you ask the dean of sports how he thinks uh, Dion's done for the college and he looks at the money brought in this year. <laughs> Dion did a good job. That's what you're going to hear. Well, I mean, and and money what, changes everything. Absolutely. And they're just getting started there. So Colorado, maybe they won't even be good to contend next year, but down the line, I mean, you got to think they're going to be a team to watch out for. Well, by that time, he'll be coaching um, a bigger school. I hope not. I hope he stays in Colorado. I think so, too. I think he will. In any event, we've got a big thing going on in our country right now. A big thing that's important in our country, but it's going on over in Sweden. And that's the World Junior Championship, which I think has kind of turned a little bit more interesting than we thought after yesterday, don't you think? Uh, Yes and no, because, I mean, you look at uh, all the experts. Like, no one had Canada really winning the gold medal. It was... USA is kind of the team expected to win the gold medal based on just how many returning players they have in the tournament. That's usually the formula to win the gold in this tournament. And Sweden's got 11 guys back and 11 guys that have played two years in a row. Exactly. And Sweden, I've seen them a lot. Uh, They're basically the main contender to win the silver medal, if you ask the experts right now. Canada, it's... Could be a little bit of a dogfight from now on, but I mean, depending on the matchup they get in the playoffs, they could find their way in the finals. There is a pathway there. Well, I just want to say one thing. I think that the uh, Sweden-Canada game was one of the best played games yesterday, except for some sketchy officiating, which included Owen Beck being from behind, hitting to the boards, a penalties being called. They go to the booth and come back out and say, that's not a penalty. I haven't seen that in international hockey. Oh, by the way, where was the game? It was in Sweden. Oh, gee, and who were in the boxes? Are the officials? 
The head referee was Swedish. I think he was Swedish. That doesn't make sense. How were the referees in this game like allowed to be from Sweden and Canada? Because they had two other freaking stooges that were like holding the pit bulls back. You know what I mean? Send in the Finnish referee. Send in the Swiss referee. Come uh, on. I, I thought so too. It was just bizarre, especially when the call. I was watching it live. And when I seen the call, and it took him a long time to deliberate mm. this. But um, uh, it was very interesting when they didn't make the call. I just think it's going to be a lot tighter than it is because we're talking about all these teams. And I'm telling you, the fastest, craziest-looking team I've seen so far is Slovakia. And they've got this kid. I don't even know how 3-0 to... 3-0 to start the tournament. What's that? 3-0. Oh, and they're amazing. And they got this kid called Petrovowski, I think his name. He's got yeah. eight points in three games. He looks like the best player. I mean, or how do you say his name? The number one projected overall. Macklin Celebrini. Yeah, Celebrini. He looks good, too. But the best player in this. They're the top two scoring players in the tournament right now. Yeah, and he looks amazing. And the kid on Sweden looks really good, too. I think that the thing about Sweden was, um, and I hope that we get to play them again. It would be a great final Canada and Sweden. Potential he, final, yeah. yeah. That would be a great final. But here's the deal now. We're always considered a finalist. And I know the Yanks got the big talk. And I know it's in Sweden now. But it's a dogfight for everyone because... Because Canada and, and um, the Americans were considered shoe-ins to go farther on. The Americans still have to play Slovakia. Oh, we have to yes. do is play Germany. So it should be interesting. So I think the Slovakia game's tomorrow, right? Yeah, I believe that's their New Year's Eve game for the States. Um, but either way, uh, Canada, U.S., Slovakia, Czechia, Sweden. Czechia's played very well. Yeah, uh, Sweden and Finland have all punch their tickets to the next round already. I just think it's a drag that they have to resort to a shootout again. Like the Czech, I watched the Czechia, I don't know. They say I mean, that. it's a group stage game. You got to wrap it up quick. That's what they're saying. But the, I watched both games back to back yesterday. Czechs. And they do it where it's a three points for a regulation win. So that's a little like bit more that. fair. I think I, the NHL should adopt that system. Yeah, but then teams will have a 150 point season to call themselves the greatest team of all time. Nah, that's bullshit. Thank you. I'm glad you're saying that now. <laughs> Go by points percentage. But in any event, yeah, that's a good call. Um, in any event, the bottom line is I just want to say that the caliber of hockey in the back-to-back -back games with the Czechs, the Yanks, and the Swedes and the Canadians was a good five hours of very, very good hockey. So mm -hmm. people, I would say... Let's go, Canada. Go check the games out. It's been highly entertaining. And maybe by this time next week, we'll be calling. Oh, the game will be next week, won't it? The finals when? Uh, well, we know it'll be over. By the time I do our next show. I think, no, the, the final should be either like the Sunday or the Monday of next weekend. So there. I thought it was the fifth or is it the seventh? Uh, let me check quick. The finals I have the page open. It might be over by the time. January 5th. Yeah. So, oh, so, yeah, we'll be done. We'll be done by then. So, hopefully, we'll be talking about the gold the, medal. The gold medal. And who has emerged as potentials in the NHL? Your your Toronto prospects look good. Um, I did not know this, but we got a couple of guys on the Czech team. There's about four Hab prospects. In the tournament? In the tournament all around. And all of them look good. And here's another thing about them. They're all big. <laughs> Except for Owen Beck. Beck's a good size. Six mm. feet. Mm. You know what he's going to be? Average. Okay. No, I mean, average height, not average skill, I'm saying. I think he's going to be a good third-line center for 10 years. Fair enough. That's. I mean, I'll take him like that. If he's a solid third-line center, we'll take that for as long as we're going to take That's it. That's fair. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll move this into the NHL. So I guess the big news was last Saturday was the night of the Michigan, the lacrosse style goal. We saw two in one night. Why are you shaking your head? You were celebrating this on the our call. I 
Yeah, and then I reviewed it and I said, is this a circus act? No, I, I, I give it to him. You know what? I blame the goalies. I mean, it's tough to defend that. You got to have your shoulder. Not only do you have to have like your pads down against the post, now you have your shoulder against it. That's tough. Don't you see him coming? But then that just makes it easier for the guy to pass up. I'm just saying, like with this, like the goalies are kind of screwed either way. I know it's going to be, it's a tough, you know what I mean? It's like the option play in football. Which way do you go? You're not really sure. I get it. The thing is, is that someone should pick it up because it's a lightning quick play. Sure. You've got like, you know, first of all, and the way to handle it, because you don't want to get your stick above the shoulder. Mm -hmm. So it was quite interesting. Who was the other kid that got it? Not Bedard. Uh, who was the other kid that got one? Trevor Zegras. Oh, yeah. That was Zegris. the second one. That was the second one in yeah. the same night. Yeah, no, but I'm saying that's his second Michigan goal of his career in the NHL as well. Yes, yeah. I know. He's on Him and Sveshnikov are the only guy to have two. Mm, oh, well, good for them, but... Um, Sveshnikov, I think he scored the first two as well. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know he scored the first one for sure. I would love to see what Don Cherry would have to say about that. I couldn't tell you what Don Cherry would have to say about that. Don, we wonder how you're doing out there. We, we're here at the house that happens. We do miss you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it's nice to have those goals and all, but we should really talk about the pertinent problem here because we are Toronto-centric, and yeah. we should be talking about that future Hall of Famer, Ilya Samsonov. Oh, why'd you have to go there? Because we future Hall of Famer, that's just mean. Okay, he's in a little slump right now. Is that what you call it? it his confidence is shot. No doubt about it. No doubt. And I think um, like what what goalie after a game says like he's feeling sad about something. Like that's just like give him a gummy. <laughs> Do something. Don't you think they've tried that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, like, and you know what? Anything you say can sound either. Um, I don't know. You got to be very careful in this day and age, and you've been teaching me not to do this, but there's certain things you can say about certain things, but um, I find that certain players from certain whatever lend themselves to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's a very roundabout way of saying nothing, but the bottom line is put them on waivers, send them down. They might have to at this point. You can't put them in. Like, okay, the, the Leafs have been... But the problem is you have to weather the storm with wall out. Because, like, what, you're going to call well, up... Well, six weeks? That's the word, right? Okay, so here's what they should have done. If they're going to have a game where they're going to give it away, that was Columbus, right? At home mm -hmm. last night. Wasn't that the perfect game? You could pull up the kid from the Marlies. You could protect him at home against... What are you going to do? Well, you don't, the problem is, like, roster considerations, right? Like, you just don't have room for all these guys. Okay, if you sent Samsonov down, they, they've got the cap room. I mean, check your cap friendly. They mentioned on TV they can bring up the kid. Now, everyone's scared because he's a little young. The 20-year-old or 21-year-old? Yeah. Okay, now, in, in any event, the best thing I heard about it, and I agree with this, Toronto has banked enough points to get themselves in a good position right now. As a matter of fact, I know a guy, I think his name mm -hmm. is Andrew Milani, about a week ago was telling me how the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to storm and win the Atlantic Division. They still can. Oh, of course. There's about 50, no, 40-some games left, 50. whatever, 50 games left. I'm not saying it's possible, but you can't win with this kind of goaltending. You can no, win. No, of course not. You don't have to have the best goaltending, but you can't have the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, Martin Jones played, what, 30 games last year? Oh, I think he uh, more than 30. that. He was like, he played a lot of games for Seattle last year. He's he's a solid guy. I mean, he's not going to win games for you, but he's also not going to lose games for you, exactly. right? Exactly. That's the so point. If you're going to have to experiment with the game, and you know what, so what are they going to do? Experiment with Samsonov one more time? Who do they play tonight? Boston? Uh, No, they play right here. I think it's 
somebody decent, isn't it? Carolina, I want to say. Yeah, it's Carolina. Yeah, it is Carolina. Okay, so they're not going to... Well, they're going to play Jones, obviously. It's a back-to-back. Okay, but in any event, if they had the opportunity to... If they like they took they they rolled the dice with with um, Samsonov and you heard Keith say we got to play him, we got to play him. Okay, so you got to play him. You just blew two points. You didn't even get one. Point. No, no, they got they went to overtime. Oh, they went to overtime. Yeah, that's right. So they did get one. So point. That's the silver lining there. The only and it's twice that they've done that. But the bottom line, yeah, is, where the like before the season, if someone was like, oh, Toronto's gonna lose two games six to five in overtime to Columbus, you'd be like, are you out of your mind? Hundred <laughs> percent. And guess what? They got a couple other bottom feeders out there that goaltenders are going to have to face. Oh, sure. So I'm thinking eventually they're going to have to bring this kid up and uh, deal with it. You know what I mean? I, I don't think yeah. that. I mean, what are the players going to think? I heard that they sugarcoated him. The guys around there to see Marner was really good teammate out there taking extra shots at the guy. And the, the word, well, it's, it's a team you know. Like this guy, you know his confidence is shot, right? Like okay. you're like, and you're like, okay, like he did well for us last year. He helped get us into the playoffs Agreed. last year. He was that kind of like big surprise. You're as a teammate, you're thinking like, okay, like I gotta try and help get him to that place that we know he can be. But I mean, how much patience do you have for that? I wish we could go back and check the tapes because even at the beginning of last year, I said if Samsonov's your savior, you guys are in big trouble. I well, no one was crowning him the savior. I think he just had to be good enough, right? Yeah, he was, he was good enough. He was good enough last year. I guess he was good enough. Is that what you call him? Good I enough. mean, against Florida, kind of the, that's when the cracks started to appear. I think the bottom... But in that, uh, in that Tampa series, I mean, he was pretty solid. good, I would say. He was right? solid, yeah. He was up, up to stuff at the time. I think what's more importantly is, once again, which everybody in the league is trying to do is... Uh, they still have to upgrade their defense position. However, I'm liking the tenacity of the Toronto Maple Leafs lately. They're not taking no caca from anybody. Absolutely. And I think that's that bodes well for they are going to make the playoffs and they know it's going to be tougher, but to know that their guys are standing up for each other. I'm going to tell you one thing about the game last night, and I know my buddy on Columbus Fentilli is a Michigan guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say nothing bad against him. But when, but him and Benoit kind of got into it, okay? Did you see the game? Uh, I missed most of it. I saw the highlights. Okay, well, no, this is what happened, and this is what pissed me off. And I'm not a Leaf guy. I would hate this on any team. If my guys did this, I'd be pissed. So, Benoit, Fantelli get into a little whatever. And Fantelli's not a small guy. No. I mean, and Benoit's a little smaller than him. Mm. So Benoit said either, you know, shut up or let's do something about it. And Fantelli yipped, 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 and yipped, and then the referees had to separate him. Benoit said, I'll dance with you. What's three shifts later? Columbus sends over a brute to Take pick off. You know, and I thought that that's when I wish Ryan Reeves was in the lineup so they could send him out because I thought that was complete 1975 nonsense. Like those two kids, if they had a beef, get it over with. There's not the, like I'm not a big sure. I'm not a big proponent on fighting. You know that. If it happens, it happens. But I mean, that's kind of the law of the land, though, right? The the players uh, police themselves. As uh, our buddy Gary likes to say. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. So guess what? Toronto should have sent somebody out. I forget the big guy's name. On, on, if you check the numbers, who got in the uh, fight with um, Benoit? The guy was way bigger. He was their brute. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that somebody, like the Leafs could have kind of helped him out, but there was a situation where if somebody got in, it would have been the extra penalty, weird in the game. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's hands were kind of tied. I could see Domi just chewing bricks. 
<laughs> on the sidelines looking at him like that was just it was just a bad look for me. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Um, one last thing I want to get to the Leafs is my wish list for this team heading into the new year. Okay. So we need we I, we definitely need a top four defenseman. We probably need another depth D two, like someone that can fill in on like the third pair. Mm-hmm. It's looking like we'll need possibly a goalie, like a third goalie kind of guy. I see you smiling. I do not want Jake Allen. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I didn't say a word. First I know what you're pick. thinking. First round draft pick. Good luck with that. Um, and I would like an upgrade. I'm going to wait till you finish drinking for this. I want an upgrade of a head coach. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, let's get something straight here. You're going to say they're going to fire Keith before the playoffs? I hope. Wow. <laughs> I you so. heard it hurt first on the house that happened. How long has he been coached for? This is third year. This is year five. Is it year five? Larry Bird rule. Three years. Okay, so let's I'm, say okay, but like I said last time, let's say uh you think Larry Bird is stubborn. You think, okay, let's say five years. Either way, we're there. I think okay, I get that. I think the only thing where it changes is I which is um football, because football is more of a thing where the culture goes on year after year after year. So I think you can have a coach for ten years in the way that Yeah, the but this isn't play. football. But when it comes to hockey or basketball, it's an interesting prospect of what you're saying. I don't know if it's keep, or I just think that some of the talent on the back end, like even last night, you know, my biggest pet peeve, throwing the puck around and not knowing where it's going. I'm thinking it's not just the Leafs. Oh, it's a big problem. Yeah, like everyone Everyone panics, and you. I I agree with if you're playing the system, and that's how you want to break out. Systems break down, though. When I throw the puck, I think that what Keith should be doing is bailing, like, on that guy. I never see Keith saying nothing to the guy. McCabe, McCabe's been playing better. Horrible couple turnovers last night. One of them around the net again. Uh, the kid, um, Benoit, made one mistake. But I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt because he's trying That's to the system, it. though. But, so, but when you put it around, you just should look for to see who's there. If it's Attila the Hun, maybe you shouldn't pass Attila the puck. <laughs> That's all I'm saying because it just weirds me out when I seen it. I seen it the other night, which was a great game. It was the Kings and uh, Vegas. Yeah. Kings yeah. won. Very, very good game. But uh, the big guy, uh, what is he, Czech or Swedish guy on L.A. at the wrong time when they was score was closer, mm-hmm. he did the same thing. There was a little bit of pressure on him. He winged it around the net. Uh, I think Mark Stone picked it up out of nowhere across the ice, banging the ice. Next thing you know, it's 3-1 instead of 2-1. So it's not just the Leafs, but um, I think that you're gonna love this. It's an analytics thing where, like, they're telling you most of the time, either your guy's gonna be there or like the other team just won't. But there's that. Oh, I love 5% analytics for that. Oh, oh, I love that analytic man. Oh, gee, can I put? I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says that. Give me a goddamn break. You know what I mean? But we're going to talk about the analytics gurus on under further review later today, so to speak. In any event, I just want to keep beating on the point. And if nobody doesn't want to believe this when I was talking about it outside here, but it's getting to the point, if you don't notice that the... Western Conference is separating themselves from everybody else, and the Eastern Conference is continuing to be a beehive, which I kind of like because that puts the level of games in me. Like, we're supposed to be getting to the dog days of hockey. There'll be no dog days 
in the Eastern Conference this year because a three-game losing streak can put you up. Although, like I, w- I would say with one exception, the New York Rangers are the only team in the East to really separate themselves from the pack. Right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm predicting them. Still pretty- a single digits in losses. Oh, I know that, but losses, you know what? Which, Toronto. which is impressive. Well, I mean, Leafs too. Leafs and Boston are in that list too, but, but New York, 24-9-1 record, like... Very, very Ridiculous. good. I see flaws in the Boston Bruins. I do see that, but I do think... They're going to make a pickup, though. The rumor... We're on the streets that is that they're going to trade one of those goalies. Well, which I, I think that'd be a mistake for them, honestly. I do, too, because they've got some great goaltending. But the other thing is, too, is they've got a... Because like, they sent the kid down to play for the juniors. But um, I yeah. heard they've got a glut of defensemen. So what are they going to go looking for? I think they're going to look for more scoring. I, yeah, I think so, too. That's what like, they're uh, looking for. Because they, they lost Bergeron. They lost Krejci. They lost Taylor Hall. Those are some big holes to fill. I hope they fall off the cliff, if you really want my personal opinion about the Boston Bruins. I think they're going to be one of those teams in on Elias Lindholm, though, from Calgary. Really? Yeah. Them in Colorado, I think, are going to be like the big front runners for him. I'm going to say this much. I'm predicting that Boston Bruins will lose in the first round again. Or is that just wishful thinking because of my hate? <laughs> Could be all of the above. I mean... Okay, this is going to sound like the pot calling the kettle black over here, but Boston, they're notorious chokers, right? Yes, they've had their, but, and they've had their, like, they have the highest highs and lowest lows. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and the, the only playoff series they win are just teams that out choke them, like the Leafs and the Canucks. There you go. That just seems to be the way it is. And it's unfortunately that we're on this side of the border, so to speak. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to shout out that the, I really think that, uh, the wild card, I think that Edmonton will. Edmonton's going to come yes. all the way back. They're playing that good. Like like you said. Minnesota, too, crawling oh, up the standings. Oh, and Minnesota, I think that they're going to be there. I really think that Dallas could be a surprise, but I know you're you're talking about a L.A. King um, Edmonton conference, conference final. final. L.A.'s in a little bit of a rut right now. I think they'll find their way out of it, but... I just think they're having that Christmas lull. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be, because they've been on the road a lot. They played... I think they played a little more games than everybody else, too, aren't they? Are they uh, no, they've played a little bit less than a everybody, bit actually. Less. So, yeah, so they still got time to jump over them, because we have that enigma called the... Um, Colorado Avalanche, and I can't Although, figure out what they are. Even one thing about LA, though, is that Dubois still really hasn't found his niche there yet. And some nights I watch a lot of LA games because they're on late, and I got the box. I'm always checking out LA. Sometimes he is the guy you can't take your eyes off, and the next game you go, where did he go? Only 14 points in 32 games and a minus four rating. With that money. Only one power play goal. They're looking. Yikes. Well, we're going to have to see there in, in um, any event. I just want to say that we keep tab. No power play assist for him either. Yikes. No, yeah. That's what's killing him. The uh, only other thing I want to say, we do keep tabs on the Habs. We looked terrible in the third period against Carolina. The other night I texted you and said we might steal a point, and I jinxed us. I'll never do that again. We're not in a playoff spot, but I really think that we're going to end up ahead of Buffalo and Ottawa, no matter how you do it, because both of those guys are looking crazy. Even though they, how'd you guys lose to Ottawa? Who was the goalie? I'm not, oh, there you go. <laughs> it's just like, caca. That's like, I had a friend too, he's pointing out, I was like, oh, you lose to uh, Game Salt, like whatever, to Columbus, Ottawa. I'm like, notice the goalie in that those games. There's a common uh, theme here. So we got to get back to the fact that even though you bank points, you can't be giving them away. Absolutely. It's Especially the teams in the division like so Ottawa. I'm just saying it's time that, you know, maybe you brought up the kid. If you're going to play in Ottawa or Buffalo, because last week that, that Buffalo game was just atrocious. 
Oh, worst game of the season. You know what I worst mean? Game and you can tell by, by the third period, everyone gave up. Oh, they, they were checked out. Okay, and not only that, you couldn't bring in... You didn't want to bring in... Um, um, Jones because he needed to play they, the next d- they did have to put him in that even though like it, they didn't want the game to. was over yeah, by that game point was then, but you know how that is it's going to be crazy I want to just say one thing I, I'm thinking that I thought they would fall off the cliff but before we go is uh, I know Montreal's treading water and we're not we're only we're not a million miles under but we are minus 19 is not goal differential it's not making you the playoffs but I'm very very surprised at these Philadelphia Flyer guys mm-hmm. Who just keep chugging along? You know what I mean. Now I know you keep telling me that um, Carter Hart is the man. What about their other goalie? Check him out. They've got maybe okay. with, They've got maybe the, the best goaltending duo in the league because when you look at his numbers, um, you're going to find that. Yeah, he, Samuel Urson. Is that his name? Yeah. Look at his numbers. They're even a little bit better than Carter Hart's. Uh, not a safe percentage. Everything. Carter Hart's a nine fifteen. He's a nine oh two. Okay, that's that's not much. Give him a few more. That's uh, that's that's thirteen percentage points. That's quite significant. Okay, I'll Th- look- this is like because Urson that's nine oh two. That's slightly below average. Then Carter Hart that's like above, above average. average. Okay, I'll give it to you that. But I mean, if Toronto had him as a goalie, do you think they would bitch? I don't think so. Okay, that's what I'm asking. I would take slightly below average over Samsonov. Okay, so that's my point. I'm thinking that Philly's goaltending, with those six big brutes they have on the back end, mm-hmm. could take... Because uh, I don't think they score enough either. No, their leading scorer is below point per game, right? Exactly. But, but they play a team game. Yes, uh, very Couture much. is back this season. He looks back in form. They went... Could went, be a, um, a dark horse for the, um, the Selkie Trophy this year. Hundred percent. Now, yeah. did where did they go into the other night? Was it well, they went into Vegas, or did they? Where did Philadelphia walk in and just slap them the other night? I was shocked. Wednesday or Thursday uh, night, they beat Vancouver four one. Vancouver, yeah, walked into their house, took their girlfriend, kicked their dog, <laughs> stole their car, and Tockett was not happy. I bet he wasn't. He was not happy because what it exposed to me is as good as Vancouver is, in, even though Taka was a tough guy, I think Vancouver is going to have to learn to be a little tougher. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, a lot of those players on the team not known for toughness, right? Exactly. Henderson, and, Investor, and And when they're all moving around, it's great. But Philadelphia, they got it. They brand them as soon as they get that uniform on, like from the Broad Street Bullies mm-hmm. to now. They're always got to have that identity. And they showed it the other night in Vancouver. Oh, sure. And Buddy was in net. And uh, Vancouver stormed them pretty good. But he held the fort, and then Philadelphia just wore him down and was game. Because I'm getting uh, – I really think Vancouver is one of the surprise teams of the year, and they're not going anywhere. But I think they're going to have to do some things to tighten up or they could be one of those teams with the perennial first-round upset if they're not careful with the wrong, you know? Well, I mean, they're definitely going to be looking for an upgrade, probably on the back end, I would think. Maybe they want uh, someone to kind of prop up that top six a little bit more as well. So, I mean, that's going to be definitely something to watch out for. But, I mean, they have the foundation, at least, of a very oh, good team, I agree I would say. 100%. So they got you, the goalie. Okay, exactly. Um, in any event, do you think that the vultures are flying around Calgary every day? 
Oh, day and night. Oh, day Especially and for, day. they got two defensemen that I know a lot of people are circling. Chris Tanev and uh, Noah Hannafin. I mentioned Lindholm before. Yes, and the power forward. What's his name, the kid? They, they, they got that big guy that's a forward on Calgary. I suddenly seen his name come up. Like, if you're going to go, that's it. But I don't think Calgary would ever trade him to Vancouver. Oh, no, no, no. That, Calgary, or sorry, Vancouver would have to pay some kind of premium to oh, get him, yeah, right? Yeah, because it's the same thing, so... It's going to be interesting. Power forward. Who are you talking about? I forget the guy's name. He's a he's a big. He doesn't score a lot, but he's up and down the wing. I think he plays on the line with Kadri. Are you talking about Manjapane? Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, the little guy, right? No, bigger no? guy. He's a bigger guy. He's about six something. He only plays about fifteen minutes a night, and he's young. Sharon Govich, the yeah. guy they got from New Jersey. Yeah, he's 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 a good size. Yeah, he's six foot two. Yeah, and he the Belarusian kid. Yeah, and he, he's up and down the ice pretty good. He's he's got to work on his hands. Yeah, but I mean he's he's got physical presence, and that's something a lot of teams are going to be looking for. But I think it would be he's abs- got term on his contract though. That's the thing in um, Calgary. It doesn't sound like they want to do the full rebuild. That's the issue. Well, it's like um, I don't know half a uh, let's let's redo the kitchen, but we're only going to do half. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Calgary's in a precarious spot because they, they're either... I mean, the full rebuilds, though, they don't necessarily work either. Like, look at no. Ottawa. There you go. But look at us. We're, we're, we're showing signs of getting there. If we, we had a couple centers in Montreal, we'd be much better. Sure. You know what I mean? But at least we... we if you see Montreal, it looks like we have a plan. I thought Detroit... We'll see, though. It's still... Like, it's still 50 games. You guys are still not out of it yet. No. You guys are still in the thick of your rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call if it. If we but. made the playoffs, it would be just insane. But in any event, we're not going to spend a lot of time on hockey because... Um, well, there's a few more things we got to discuss, Oh, yeah, though. yeah, that's right. So let's get to those. Uh, so I guess... Uh, there's some trends you, you you want to look at heading into the new year? Yes. Okay. Okay. The number one trend being, let me say this, besides the fact that nobody's shooting the puck. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know what I'm saying? So this, I'm, I'm starting to go, the trend is, you've called it, it's becoming possession hockey. Yeah. Okay? I'm, I'm having a lot of, which under further review is going to point out, I'm having a lot of problem with that because what ends up happening is too much time skating around, bro, mm-hmm. and the puck's not going on the net. So you know what I mean? When you tell me you have all these offensive chances, and I look up at the scoreboard, and it's only 16 shots on goal. Like, I seen Carolina and Montreal the other night. They were flying. They were going back and forth. And I'm going, this is a crazy game. Seven minutes without a... And looked up. Oh, Carolina's got seven shots. Montreal's got five. And all of that action, there's 12 shots by two teams, and it's the middle of the second period. Mm-hmm. That trend to me is driving me completely nuts. However, the other trend that we have talked about, and I'm hearing it on a lot of supposedly hockey guru analysts, is this. If you don't know that what we're talking about, the defensemen, no one's going anywhere. Hence the reason we're talking about the vultures going around Calgary because everybody wants their boys. You know what I'm saying? So it should be interesting for the rest of the year because it's it's still two months to the trade deadline. Yep, yep. Where it's going to go. But, but January, around mid-January is when you start to see uh, a lot of the big trades starting. Like, usually trade season opens mid-January. That's when, I mean, usually it's Kyle Dubas opening it. So maybe Pittsburgh makes a move soon. So we'll see. Was Pittsburgh going to be the sellers? No, no, they're going to buy. 
Holy shit. They're only, what, four points They're out of the playoff spot? That's what I'm saying. And, you know, here's the trends there. I don't, I think that... And they can't go into this... Like they they have a two year window to win the cup. Exactly. So my my take on it is this: the other trend that I'm seeing is that it is so tight there that I don't think the trade trade deadline. I mean, the trades at the deadline. I think it's going to be even quieter than usual because there's going to be a lot of guys still thinking. If we get in the door, yeah. Look at Florida as a template. Came in the last week, went to the finals. You don't think every GM in the league is thinking, well, you know, if we just slide in the back door. Yeah. Like, there's only a few teams I would say are, like, automatic sellers. Like, Calgary, Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago. I know St. Louis is above 500, but I, I don't think they're going to be contending for a playoff spot. No, I think there's a couple guys on St. Louis's back end that they're going to look at, too. And then in the East, it's like, I think Montreal, Buffalo, Hey, leave Ottawa, us out of there. We ain't giving up Columbus. shit. Columbus. Uh, unless you want a goalie. <laughs> there we go. My point exactly. Unless you guys you are going to be sellers. What do you I think, think Detroit's going to be a seller, too, at the deadline. They keep falling back. I don't know. Iserman's not going to give away his best pieces, but what would Yeah, you... but they have that handshake deal with Patrick Kane, do they not? That's what I've been hearing. And Patrick Kane already ain't happy with what's going on there. I wouldn't be either. They, well, they have a... You know what? You guys should trade Allen to... Uh, to Detroit because that Ville Husso guy can't figure it out. But he's going to be good in the future. I just no, think he, come on. You don't think so? Every year except for one, his save percentage has been 895. Okay, it's the same thing with a guy in Buffalo. Do you give up on him already? Remember at the beginning? Yeah, but Husso, he's been in the league for five years now. It's been the same thing. What's the kid in Buffalo? This is only his second year? Devin Levi? Yeah. This is rookie season. Okay, so okay, I'll give him he's a He's just out of college. Time. Yeah, but he looks, he looks no, like Husso, we have. Rep. Husso, we have a, like a, a good resume going. He's an 895 goalie. He's below average. He Point cannot be a starter. Him. Well, maybe he's not, not going to make it. We're going to have to see. We don't want to spend that much time on hockey because we got a lot of year-end stuff we want to talk yeah. about. However, um, before well, we... Well, quickly, I guess we yeah. want to get to our uh, picks mid-season or whatever, end-of-the-year picks for uh, the Hart, the Vesna, and the Norris. Okay, let's start with the Vesna. I'm going to say that there's a couple of guys that you should take into consideration as as honorable mention, and that's Heronic, I think, should be given some... Uh, Vesna or Norris? Uh, Vesna. For goalie. Yeah, for goalie. Heronic is a defenseman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, got the wrong guy. The guy on... where I got him written down here. Where are we at? Can't even find. Anyways, my 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 uh, thing for the Vesna is definitely Demko would be first. He's my pick, and I'm just saying that. However, of of late, he has been a tad shaky. Right. You know, he's had those games there. But what I want to do as honorable mentions is we got to respect the old dudes like Cam Talbot and L.A. He's been going good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sorokin is finally coming around for the Islanders, and with 50 games left. They uh, that could change. his goals against is still above three though. What's that? His goals his, his goals against average is three seventeen. Uh, that's the problem. That's yeah. But I'm saying he's got fifty games to bring it down. But right now, if I had to take the choice, I'm taking Demko of Vancouver for my pick for Vesna. I would put uh, Connor Hellebuck. He'd be my winner <laughs> right now. I think that Winnipeg's another team that's weirding me out. They're starting to lose some games that I'm going, hmm. But Hellebuck maybe. What do you mean? They're right there among the division. Like, they are they have three games in hand on Colorado, and they're three points back of the division. Okay, so that's good. So who? what are they in their last ten? Six and four? Uh, let me pull that up quickly. I think they're six and four. And they've lost a, a couple of freaking. Seven, one, and two. Oh, seven, one. So, so they banked points in nine of their last ten games. Okay, so we'll give them the benefit of a doubt. You think you'd take Hellebuck? It's close. 
Demko would be my number two, but Hellebuck's my number one right now. Uh, buddy on um, Colorado, I think she gets some consideration too because he saved some games for them. He, I, uh, I'm not saying. Georgiev? Yeah, I think. His save percentage is 897. But he's, he, you know what? Nah, I'm going I, to the Grand Fear School of Thought. It's not how many saves you make, it's when you make them. You know what I mean? Uh, and but the, how, many, the, how many games have Colorado been blown out, though, this year? It's usually the other guy in the net. Is it? Uh, yeah, but I don't I've know. That, that save percentage doesn't show. I, 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 I wouldn't even have him in my top five, to be honest, if, if I was one of the voters. Okay. Or so, no, well, Vesna's top three, but whatever. Uh, either way, he's not. He okay, wouldn't be so in my well, top five. Okay, you'll take that. Okay, let's go to. Uh, there's no talking about the Norris here. We all know who's going to be the Norris guy, and he's going to be on my list for probably both. But um, yeah, Quinn Hughes is the obvious front runner right now. However, I'd like Kel McCarr is hanging around. Yes, he is. He's banged up. But come on, you got to give uh, your boy Riley a whole bunch of props here because he's the main reason that Toronto has banked a lot of points. Not Matthews. Oh, we're going to get to him. We're going to get to him in a minute. Because you know the thing about what you guys haven't realized, and he's probably the most consistent because he hasn't been as flashy. Don't forget your boy Nylander. Oh, he's third Four. in league scoring right oh, now. I have not gonna, forgotten yeah, about okay. him. We didn't, name doesn't seem to come up. Don't talk about him. Look at the standings. Oh, look at Nylander, third in the league in scoring. You know what I mean? He's got a 10 assist streak now. Something like that. He's, yeah, he's on fire. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I think it's Quinn Hughes and, and nobody else if you're going to take the Norris right now. However, when we get to the heart, we have some issues. Yeah, there's a lot of players that you could have as your heart trophy winner right now. For me, it's Nathan McKinnon. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Okay, I had him third on my list. He's been flying around the ice. The problem with McKinnon is a couple nights ago, he was flying around too much, puck coming on stick the other way they scored. But that happens even to the best of them. Sure. Okay. But Nathan McK McKinnon right now, but you would take him over Austin Matthews? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've said this say, before. Nathan McKinnon's the second best player in the world. I'm gonna say yes, no, maybe so because I'm gonna. So that means that Matthews is just the best scorer in the world. Yes. Okay. Because McKinnon's, he's, you know, he's got that dog in him. You know. You know what? I'm, I, oh, he does. hundred percent. He's from Nova Scotia. What do you expect? Uh, Matthews is from Arizona. Yeah. And I don't want people by way of California. Yeah. By way. Yeah. You know, a lot of ice out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but those small rinks that help develop his skill, right? Oh, 100%. But have you ever been to Cold Harbor and you see the wind coming off there in wintertime? They got winter. <laughs> oh, sure. They, they got some winter that Austin Matthews has never... He thinks they got bad winters in Toronto. <laughs> Let him go down to Cold Harbor for six months. He'll learn what winter really is. Maybe it'll toughen him up. <laughs> but um, I still think that Quinn Hughes is going to get a lot of consideration. Oh, absolutely. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's one of the finalists by the end of the year. That, that's what would I'm getting at. I, I wouldn't be there. Nathan McKinnon's good call. I had the three, but the three I was thinking was, was Quinn Hughes, Austin Matthews, and Nathan McKinnon. I seen him the other night. Man, can that guy skate. I'm surprised you don't have Kucherov on your list. Oh, I want to bring him up because um, he is the number one scorer in the league, but we still have to look at it this way. Where your team finishes is going to have a lot to do yes. where you place. Otherwise, if he was in there, like if they make the playoffs, he's getting serious consideration. Now, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought he was perhaps maybe a top five, top six player in a league mm -hmm. you laughed what do you say now i mean he's playing he's playing his ass off you're damn right yeah. he is and you know what he's still dirty he's still spiky he, he'll drag but just top, I, I just can't put him in my top five players in the league right now number one scorer in the league okay the number one reason that tampa bay is where they are is because of him 
Hedman and not Stamkos is minus 16. <laughs> and I love Stamkos, okay? But not because of Stamkos. I think Stamp. what is Stamkos, minus 16? I, I didn't even I know he was that Stam- bad. Oh, yeah. he's He's got all his points in the power play. You know what I mean? But he's out in the ice. Like, you know those 6-1... Lo- minus 15. Him uh, and Sergachev, minus 15 right now. That's what I'm saying. That's Ouch. My, that's my boy. And look what he's doing. He's Great in points of minus 7. Yeah. That's the guys. But look at Kucherov. He's just over. Yeah. But he's got that that dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's in him. In any event, we've got a, another week away to decide what the new year is going to bring. And... Uh, we hope that the Montreal Canadiens have a very happy new year and the Toronto Maple Leafs find themselves a goalie. Is that a good way to put it? And a defenseman. How about that? Okay, there you Maybe go. Maybe a new coach. Uh, let's get to our Saturday night pick em. Okay, here we go. It's uh, only nine games on the docket for tonight. Can you tell the world how well I picked last week? I absolutely can. I mean, we all were spectacular, I'd say. Out of the 14 games last week, you and my brother each picked 12 winners. I picked 11. That's and I didn't bet today. I am betting, and I, I probably won't won't make world okay. But you picked Anaheim to beat Seattle. Oh, I got to give you shit for that one. Oh, I, I changed my mind. I I had it down, and I said no. I could have had an even better night, but I I just had a feeling. It's okay. I picked Calgary to pick L, uh, to beat L A. So yeah, I was surprised at that too. I was just I, I was figuring I need to pick some more upsets. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out that way. No. And I, and I Eleven for fourteen. I still would have oh, been a that, winner on that's, my card. That still would have been. I take that every day of the week when you think about sure. it. Sure. Okay, read them off. What do you think? Minnesota at Winnipeg. I think that here's what we're talking about. You're saying Hollaback's the best goaltender, and Winnipeg's going mm-hmm. on, and I'm saying that Minnesota is on the rise. Minnesota's not too far from Winnipeg. Short flight. Gonna go into town, steal one, and go home for New Year's. Okay. Take it, taking Minnesota. You're taking Minnesota. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on the Jets. Okay. Columbus at Buffalo, a game you absolutely hate to pick. Two trash teams going up against each other. I think the Columbus might be riding that high from being Toronto a little bit too much, so I'm going Buffalo. I'm doing the same thing. That's our same thinking. I'm thinking that Columbus is going all the way to Buffalo, and then by the time they figure it out, it's 3 nothing. I don't understand Buffalo. They can score, but they can't do anything else. Exactly. They can score, but they can't do anything else. They, they, their team that might be getting a goalie or um switch a coach switch soon possibly mm, that's where i don't think uh, don granado is going to hang on to that job um yeah well we'll see um i heard bonus is on a hot seat too but that's another story in winnipeg that's everybody said if they don't make the playoffs he's gonna be gone uh well uh, we'll see i think they'll make the playoffs i think that I, when i heard the rumor i thought it was nuts because at the beginning of the season we didn't we say we thought winnipeg would be a mess yeah and at one point they were the best canadian team still might be uh, New Jersey at Boston. Jersey has the best record on the road. If you check their numbers, and I'm not going to tell you how much I like the Bruins, so I'm going to take Jersey for the steal Saturday night in Beantown. I'm on New Jersey as well. Good. Montreal at Florida. I'm not going to give you my pick in public, okay? <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. Do you think Barkov's going to get any consideration for the hurt? For the Hart Trophy, no. I think he'll Selkie? be a Selkie guy. God, is he dirty. Both <laughs> ends. Some, you know, you want him on your team, Yeah. but you hate the guy. You know, He's that guy, like, you he's know. big, too. So. And he's big. Yeah. Just like, and, you know, we like to reference Looney Tunes. You know, when you see. <laughs> sharpening bu- the horns. Sharpening the horns. That's Barkov. I see him before the game sharpening that stick. He's brutal. So I take it we're both on Florida? 
Yes, of course. I hate to say it. I'm going to go to confession for saying that, huh, people, okay? Go to the church and ask God to forgive you. Yes, I already as the, have. As the guy says in the uh, the hockey sweater animation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, St. Louis at Pittsburgh. I just trashed St. Louis before, so I got to go Pittsburgh. They have a pretty solid home record. St. Louis, I don't believe in you. No, and I think Pittsburgh needs every point they get. They can't take the chance of, of blowing this. So I'm taking Pittsburgh at home on a Saturday night. New York Rangers at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I talked before about uh, Tampa Bay not making the playoffs, so I'm going on the Rangers. I'm taking the Bolts because what they're doing is they seem to have a weird home thing going on. So I think that um, they might bushwhack them. I'm taking uh, the Bolts to bushwhack the Rangers at home. Okay, Carolina at Toronto. Leafs got to win yeah, this, come well, on. I'm saying it's as simple as Samsonov's not in the net, Leafs take it. Yeah, and, and the Leafs always have... This is where I question you firing the coach. He seems to be, when they have a tank one game, the Leafs come back really strong. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign of coaching something, isn't it? Like, they're not giving up. Like, I remember the, the worst losses they've had, they, well, except for this week. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. But then we got the Samsonov issue. Yeah. But basically, um, the Leafs usually come back from these fiascos like last night. So I'm, I'm taking the Leafs. Uh, Nashville at Washington. All of a sudden, Washington finds us, themselves in a little bit of a slump right now. They're outside of the playoffs looking in. Give me Nashville. All day I'm taking Nashville. I think this is the beginning of where we said we couldn't believe that not Washington was going to stay up there. The two teams we were talking about was Philadelphia and Washington. How are they going to stay in the house? But I think because Philadelphia's back end's bigger, that they look like a team that's going to stay there longer than yeah. Washington. I think Washington will fall down. Well, Philly has, I think, two dependable goalies as well. Washington, yes. the backup kind of stepped in there for a bit, but Kemper's been very up and down this year. 100%. Uh, Edmonton at L.A., the final game of the night. L.A. kind of not in the greatest spot right now either. Edmonton needs to bank points. Give me the Oilers. Well, I think that this is going to be a wake-up call for L.A. to go. Doughty and the boys are going to sit together and Talbot and says, okay, we got Mr. Uh, McDavid coming in, and he's the biggest thing in, ho in Hollywood of hockey, and he's in Hollywood tonight. Let's not him, let him steal our thunder. I'm saying L.A. all day, and if they win by three, you heard it here first. Oh, okay. So out of the nine games, we are on the same page for six of them. That's better than totally ignoring everything. <laughs> Anyways, anybody that's out there cheering for their team, I, uh, let us know who you think, who you want, where you're going, and we'll uh, we'll let you argue. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Now let's go on to the next thing that I'd love to talk about, and that's the return in the NBA of my boy, John Morant. Yes. Big news of the the week: John Morant back in the NBA after his million game suspension Stop finally it. expires. Stop it. Anyways, they up until last night, he did have the flu a couple nights ago, but up until last night, they were 4-0 with him in the lineup. But the team that everybody should really recognize is these L.A. Clipper guys are for real. Yes. They are yes. for real. Like, last night was a good game. Like they gave him a, The Grizzlies gave him a little bit of a scare. Yes, they did. They, 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 what, they had like a 31-point lead or something, right? The Clippers that they... At the end, they were killing, but they came back. Like, John and the boys came back, but they just didn't have enough gas because yeah. the Westbrooks... And the Hardens and the Warren kid and the muscle came out and the rest is history. You know what I mean? And I think, what did they end up winning by 15? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But was, uh, the, the Clippers, they, they're a complete basketball team. I'll say that. Hardens being that playmaker you want him to be. Uh, Westbrook's playing great off the bench. Westbrook is the energizer bunny of the NBA by far. It is really, really... Um, 
Um, great. I, Westbrook's always been one of my favorite players. You know, when he's mm -hmm. back at OKC in the whole nine yard, they said Westbrook this, Westbrook that. However, you know why everybody loves the guy because every game he gives it 100%. Mm -hmm. And now he's playing a role on a team that comes in. And people forget this he plays defense. Yeah, he does. He, he does. does play defense, and in this league, you got to play defense. And I can't say enough about uh, the L.A. Clippers. I mean, there's a lot of talk about a lot of teams around the league. Okay, I get it, get it. But the Clippers started off, what, 0-6? Well, they, they had a decent start, but it was once they got Westbrook, they were on that – or once they got Harden, excuse me, they were on that huge losing streak. Which yeah, is, I think they went 0-6. for 6, Yeah, but then, since then, they figured it out. And now all of a sudden, they're on the rise. Denver, OKC, Minnesota, watch out. Oh, I agree 100%. And not only that, when you look around, um, one of the things that we, we should talk about is, once again, I, I hate to belabor the point because I know they're going to do a lot of adjusting. The word around the campfire is going to do a lot of adjusting for this um, in-season tournament that they had this year. Mm -hmm. But there seems to be L.A. and Indiana is coming out of their malaise and uh, – Starting to like, you know, but um, I forget who I heard about. One of the players said, if you play in that, that intensely, there is a level you go to. Oh, sure. You like it's, I mean? We've seen it with uh, the NHL going to the Olympics where those teams that have like four, five, six, seven players go, like they sometimes just fall out of the playoffs because they just don't have enough gas. Right. Or they don't. They, they, they burn, yeah, like you said, they took their intensity here and they haven't been able to find a way to bring it back after winning the gold or whatever the case yeah. may be. It's interesting, you know. Like uh, the the biggest one was, uh, I think it was Anaheim at the Olympics, a few, like in 2010. That was a team that had won the Stanley Cup uh, three years before. They went to the conference finals, I think, the year before that. All of a sudden, 2010. All they had like eight guys in that tournament. They missed the playoffs completely. They missed the playoffs, yeah. And that, that was the whole Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, Niedermeyer, Pronger. Rebo, yeah, I think Bobby of, Ryan was with the American team as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a whole. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. But um, in any event, the NBA right now is getting very, very interesting because the star power is starting to rise. Sure. And I also realizing in a lot of ways that. Um, you can't lose a lot in the NBA because you're going to be falling even out of the, what do they call it, the play-in? The play-in. So what we have to do is, the problem with the NBA to me is, I know established stars are what you sell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you want those in the prime time and stuff like that. But when we're just talking about, like, for example, oh, they, and it drives me crazy because it's too early in the season when they start about who is, who is the... Uh, um, MVP, who's the best player in the league, blah, 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 blah. They beat it with a horse, right? I think it's because maybe they're way up north. I don't think that the Minnesota Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards are not getting the press. Like, what do they need to do to get people's attention? Winning the playoffs. Well, they're, they're, they're 23 and 7, bro. The best. I get that. I get that. And they, they've beaten all challengers when, they, when the fight has come. They've taken the fight back to them. Now, I do give them a chance that they got bushwhacked by um, Ja Morant and the crew at one of the games, but that's okay because Ja was on a roll, and that was at home. That was in Memphis, I believe there was yeah. a game there. But in any event, um, that's a problem with everything, including shows like we do and everything around there. I don't know how you get the star power because they're just starting to talk about Shea now. But Shea got a little bit of notice last year. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, we still hear about LeBron every day. We hear about Steph Curry every day. You know what I mean? We hear about Jason Tatum every day. Why are we talking about the Golden State Warriors, which we're not going to talk about this show anymore when we come back? If you're not in contention to do anything, we ain't bringing you up.
Fair enough. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this way. We're not going to be talking a lot about the Golden State Warriors this year. That's pretty much that. So we're only reason we're going, to, we're going to put them in the same category as the Toronto Raptors. Oh. Which is starting to, to become a real dumpster fire. I don't know what's going on yeah. there. I, um, I really don't know. First of all. Not enough talent. No, I, I think they have components, and I think they got a system. I'm going to No, go but you, we've said on the show before, they need another big man. One they, big need, man. they need another guy that can drain threes, and they don't make enough from the free throw line. Oh, the free Simple throw. Simple as that. The free throw line, again, is killing. How many above average free throw sh- shooters that do they have? None. One. Dennis Schroeder, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we, you know it's, it's too bad because Schroeder is playing better. Like the reason we and got, he's coming off the bench now too. They kind of changed their uh, rotations, which is kind of weird. But well, I think they they had to do something. They had to shake it up. Yeah, agreed. But I'm thinking for the money and what Schroeder's done. Don't point the finger at him. Oh, absolutely not. One of the things that I you, think he's been great. <coughs> excuse me. One of the things that you brought up off the air, which I'm starting to agree with, is either Precious or Boucher got to go. Oh yeah, can't have both. Because they're both dumb and dumber, or they're both superstars. There's no in between with these yeah. guys. And can you? Impress- and they both kind of take up the same space on the floor too. Exactly. And then they both think they can shoot a three. That's oh, what- I trust Boucher with shooting threes more than. Uh, oh, hundred percent. But I mean, if you like, I, I think the coach should do this, and I, I harp on this all the time. Go into the paint, but the problem with Precious is he misses layups. You know, he's got brick hands. So what I'm saying is... He's absolutely atrocious from the free throw line. Oh, my... But he can play some D. Sure. He can play some D. But that doesn't matter if you're... you're Like, his point differentials, he's been playing a little on the minus side. You know what I mean? Even though the good things you're going to see. I'm just saying, I'm going out there, Dirko, the coach. Here's what you do. If a guy puts up three threes and he misses, sit him on the end of the bench like they do in 1990. Yeah. Do the same thing. Don't let them shoot because... One of the things is, and Andrew, I see this all the time because of much basketball I watch, is when people try to catch up shooting threes and they don't make them. Oh, it never works. You lose by 15. You know what I mean? It's just awful the way that uh, when you look at it, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it, but Toronto Raptors. Um, We're yeah. not going to make the play in. Because uh, the Bulls are the Bulls are figuring it out all of a sudden. I think they're going to take that ten spot. And not only that, they're doing addition by subtraction, and they've been seven one without Zach Levine. Yeah. So they're going to get rid of him at the trade deadline for a piece that's going to take them forward. I think you cannot underestimate the value of Demar Derozan. Absolutely Luna. not. You know what I mean? Like that guy. Okay. They always called him a Robin. But he's got a little Batman in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's rising up. So big shout out to D-Ro. Also a big shout out to another ex-Raptor who is playing minutes, not scoring a lot, but he's guiding that thing. Those Miami Heat guys are not going away. No, I love the way they play basketball. Me too. And they go to the paint. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Like they've got... They move the ball so well too. Oh, exactly. And if they don't... Uh, they shoot threes with the best of them. Yep. But if they're not shooting a the three, they go inside. Which is why I'm going to contradict myself here completely, and I don't understand how they do it. But I do believe that the Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA right now. And do you know they also shoot the most threes? That makes sense, given given who their player personnel is. That's All a, those guys like to jack it up, and they can make them. But the nights they don't make them, what they do, they bang the boards. So because they what? have the size too. They have the size, so they're getting away with it, but. I really t- think it takes away from the aesthetic of the game because I will still admit a couple of years ago that semifinal Milwaukee-Boston was the worst second, seventh game I've ever seen in my that life. That was bad. That was bad. You know what I mean? And and when you see the numbers is like uh, three for 20 shooting threes, 
You know, and, and a maker like a do or die game. Like, come on, oh, it, it's it's just so so awful. You know what I mean? It's like when you're like that. It's like shouldn't the coaches say something? Or sometimes they're saying now that the generations has changed. If you say too much to a guy, that he's going to say, "I want to opt out." Which is another thing. When I hear contract and opt out, it's just making me sick. But that's another story. You know what I mean? But before we leave basketball, I think that we should also point out that um, the little market teams are starting to rise their heads. And just because they're not L.A., Boston, New York, Miami, who am I missing? I don't know. Right. The best-looking teams I see this year are Oklahoma City. Minnesota. Minnesota. I like the way that Houston's playing ball. They're coming back. I predicted they would make the playoffs. I'm having some serious uh, questions about the Phoenix Suns. I was just going to say. They have some issues. You know what I mean? Like, now, with kind of the Western uh, play-in kind of being the giant jumble it is, do you think Memphis can claw their way back in? They're only five and a half games out. Okay, that's – but you know what? That's – then they, I, I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna let's talk about it by the All Star break. Okay. Let's see what's gonna go on because they're still missing some pieces. You know, Brandon Clark isn't playing. Stephen Adams is not coming back for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. But they got a solid guy and they got dogs. Marcus Smart Marcus coming Smart, back, the yeah. same coming back, and then they can play defense. Jared and Jackson. Jared Jackson, and not only that, they go inside. Like, did you see John Morant? I'm giving him this much credit, and this is why I like John, and I like Anthony Edwards too. They like to jack up threes, but when they're not making them, guess what? They quit jacking them up. They go inside. Meanwhile, you get a team like Phoenix, they'll shoot threes all day, yeah. and they keep on missing. You know what I mean? Because he was one of our bitches of the year, and I'm still saying, I don't, something about, he was a great player, Booker. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. And nothing good. You should me. take some notes. You should watch some uh, Kyle Lowry film, I feel like. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll just like when that shot's no not going in, you gotta find other ways to make yourself effective on the court, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Be a distributor. That, that's right. Oh no, that's what I'm saying about Lowry. Yeah, like he he can still make a three, but when he does, and he moves the ball around, he'll take he takes the charge. Yeah, he plays defense. He wins, yeah, yeah. I gotta remember that. That's why the Miami Heat is the Miami Heat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other teams could learn from that, and uh, another team like I, when I was mentioning Minnesota, um, OKC, people don't talk about um, Sacramento. Another team that's going to be around at the end. No NBA. one's talking about Orlando this year. Either. Oh, and that's, sorry, Orlando's another team that I'm talking about. Like, those guys are coming out of nowhere, and they built from the ground up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they Paolo got, looks like a stud. Oh, he definitely is. Definitely 100%. So we're not, I'm not going to make too many projections about them. I think that the top may say the top. I'm still saying Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia are going to be there at the top. And, and Miami, those four might be there in Orlando. That pretty well wipes it out because another sleeper team that no one's going to want to play in the playoffs is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. The New York Knicks aren't going anywhere. Brooklyn's not going anywhere. That means that... Indiana. Indiana ain't going nowhere, which means our Toronto Raptors could very well be outside looking in. Yeah, I think we're going to be sellers come uh, deadline time. I wish we'd do it now, but we're because we're wasting a season of Scotty Barnes and Anobi. What 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 what's the window on Masai before the criticism starts coming in heavier? I honestly have no idea. I uh, but I, I've given my take on this before. I think uh, we all know that uh, Ted Rogers and him do not get along very well. 
I don't think he's given uh, everything he's being asked for like he was a few years ago. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, there, there seems to be a divide. but Huge divide. But there's a whole camp of people in Rogers that kiss Masai's ass, too. Because they tell Rogers, hey, buddy, wait a second. This guy knows what he's doing. Sure. Plus, there's a double-edged sword that people don't like dealing with Masai because yeah, he's yeah. pulled. He's, he's, he's ripped off a few people before. Oh, well, then they made the deal. So that you know what you know if he handed you a thing of coal and you thought it was gold, yeah, that's, that's on you. That's <laughs> on you, man. So God bless Messiah. I hope they don't run him out of town. And I hope not either. No, because I I really like the way that he is. In any event, anything else you'd like to say about basketball? Uh, that is a oh, I, there's one more thing you wanted to get to. So the Steph Curry goats conversation. Okay. Oh, one other thing is Toronto. You did play good against Boston last night. There's been a good thing. Yeah, thanks for reminding me this. Oh, and I also want to get to one more thing after about something else. But All right. So, anyways, there's been a lot of talk lately about um, where is uh, Steph Curry in the the pantheon of greatest players of all time? Okay, I'm going to say top 10. Yeah. I'll say he'll be number 10. What has sparked this conversation so viciously, and I heard him say it on Inside the NBA whatever, when Shaq said that he would take Steph Curry – over him and i said shaq you a snoop dog i seen shaq play that that's shocking for shaq because his i know his top five players are all centers exactly <laughs> but, uh, but i mean when he said stuff and you know shaq knows his basketball absolutely and, he does it and, and he's a good guy but i don't know was he trying to generate controversy because here's one thing you got to i don't think that's his mo no and it's not but he uh, maybe means it sincerely but let's look at your whole resume and all this goat talk, I want to hear in the house that happens. I want Cruz to be recognized that someone say, I'll argue to the cows come home that maybe Magic Johnson's the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put his stats his up. His career was cut short, though. Yeah, and then he got a lot of negativity at the end with the whole whatever happened. But I watched every game. Um, Magic Johnson and I are the same age, by the way. I seen him in high school as a kid. I told you that I was in South Windsor. The first time I seen, it's like, you know, in Toronto, mm-hmm. the local athlete, he's having city TV. Well, the first time I seen that, I'm watching sports every night back in the 70s. And I see Magic Johnson, the skinny leg kid from East Lansing, killing it in, in Michigan State. And I, of course, or at uh, East Lansing High School. And that's when I was praying he went to Michigan. <laughs> but he went to Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah. Yeah, because he's closer to mama. Because he's a mama's boy, which is cool. So let's get back. I'm getting a little off track here about the Curry thing. So I can't understand why. If you want to tell me that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter God has ever created, I am in. Has Steph Curry changed the game? Yes, he has. Not always for the good, Mm -hmm. but he has changed the game. The man's got four rings. He has got an MVP finals. Okay, MVP. Is he a very good defender? Modicum at best. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Magic could defend. Yes, he Magic could, could distrib- do all of that stuff. So I think that... Um, the only thing Magic really lacked was uh, the shooting. The shooting, but he did everything else as well. He was a triple-double machine, and his D was good. So, okay, you give that to Curry, but all the other aspects I'll take there. The point being is I don't want to disrespect Steph Curry because he is one of the mm-hmm. best I've ever seen. But I'll say top 10. I can't even get him in my top five. Fair so, enough. So you know what I mean? Uh, one last thing we want to get to. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the historic losing streak of the Detroit Pistons. 28 games in a row now they've lost, including blowing that huge game to the Celtics. 128-122. What ha- what's happening? Do you see the shirt I'm wearing? 
the sweater I'm wearing? Detroit Lions. Thank you very much. Well, guess who they play right next to? <laughs> I This breaks my heart. I know I've been living here for everybody. Everybody knows I'm, I'm a Raptor guy, but I still bleed Detroit Pistons. I love that team. This is breaking my heart. They got Monty, what's his name, as the coach? Monty Williams. Yeah, uh, very high paid. They can't get rid of him because no, nobody's no, on the no. line. Cabe Cunningham, Cade Cunningham is playing his ass off. They're getting nothing. They've had weird wins. I just think it's a streak I just don't get. But do I feel sorry for the Pistons? Every time I look at the screen, I look at them like this. Uh, uh. And they battled Boston the other night, took them to overtime, and still lost. They, had, they blew a huge lead, though. And blew a huge lead, but that's Boston. You know what I mean? No lead's too big in the NBA mm-hmm. in this state. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying that it's going to be a bad footnote to have beside your team, but uh, God bless the Detroit Pistons, and I hope you go on a 10-game win streak. Buddy, it hurts I hope, me I hope they get it out because this is insane. I've never seen this ever. Oh, I've before. seen it back in the day. I've seen those other teams losing. Like, but, but this is the longest losing streak like in professional sports. But the, yeah, but I've seen it in the other ones. The other records have been made in my The life Arizona that, Diamondbacks have won a game more recently than the Detroit Pistons. I know that. That's scary to say. I'm just saying I'm not going to beat on my Pistons. I hope my brother's out there listening. Bro, I will never, ever turn my back on the Detroit Pistons as long as I live. Zach, did you hear that? I dwell. It's killing me, bro. Because now the Raptors are sucking. And, and What? Breaking news here on the house that happens. Raptors and the Knicks make a trade. Do we get Marcus Armstrong? Robinson? Toronto deals OG Ananobi. Oh, no. For RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Picks. Wow. So we got RJ Barrett. So That's cool. Barrett must be going yes, no, maybe. But we traded an Obi. We traded OG and an Obi to the Knicks. Oh, and Precious Chua is on his way to the Knicks as well. Well, that we, we okay, <laughs> that's good. We, we called that one, we bro. We called that one, okay, yeah. One of them had to go. Boucher was a better one. So we got RJ Barrett. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly. I like him a lot. He's a he's big. A guard. Oh, no, he's a guard. Yeah. I, we didn't get 24 Ro- years old out of Kentucky. Oh, yeah, he's going to be good. And future draft picks. They haven't said which one. Uh, this is... Reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. So it's got to be real. We, ah, wow. I'm going to miss you, Anobi. I'm going to miss him too. I love the guy. He said, He's the guy I didn't trade. I guess they wanted Anobi, not Siakam. But I so guess they want Siakam. Okay. So here's the, we're going to lose him then. That's what's going to happen. I wonder what the draft picks are. I'm assuming one of them is going to be a first. I don't know if it's going to be a first this year. I would have to uh, look into that quickly. Do you know who's very happy about this? Jalen Brunson is jumping up and down because he got someone to cover his ass on the defensive end. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Anobi, I miss you already. You know I miss I mean? him too. You know what I mean? And we still got Siakam. This is just still today, has. so maybe, guess what? Toronto, just now, it's 1230 right now when we're recording it. So They must be dying to get out there and go, uh, uh, Toronto must be thinking they're going to go for it. What do you mean go for it? Like make the playoffs. The Raptors think they're going to make the playoffs? Why not? You know no, what? There's, that's a sell move, though. Okay, I don't know about that. R.J. Barrett still has the potential to be a top-10 scorer in this league. And yeah, he was but this, that feels like more of a deal for the future. But, uh, no, he was miscast in the Knicks. Everybody knows that. They had shooters, a bang. Fair enough, but don't you think you're going to have to invest some time to figure out his role? No. Oh, and actually, so I take this back. So the Knicks actually have, like, 
four first-round picks this year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, we do get a first-round pick for yeah, this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Although a few of these are in contention, apparently. So I don't know what that's all about. Well, we'll get one. This is Masai making yeah. the deal. And I think R.J. Barrett's going to pick up. And this lively kid from Kentucky? Remember, heard it first. This kid's good. And R.J., he's on contract up until 2027. Yep. Quickly is an RFA this summer, so he's still under team control. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good here. Yeah. A lot of good. 100% and the good thing. Okay, Masai. I guess you told Ted Rogers to go to hell, right? Here we go. <laughs> Someone I, was told to go to hell. We don't know who. Interesting this happens on the show. I like when shit like that happens. I, I'm glad this, because there's been a few times where breaking news has happened right after the show. Like, yeah. I, I believe... Uh, the famous was it uh, the the I'm blanking on his name now Otani. Oh yeah, that happened right after we, we got after. It yeah. had people on Instagram be like, "He signed in L.A." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." Like yeah. <laughs> we know, but that was like we just went off the air, people. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I I what people are starting to understand about this, and I give you credit for this, man. If you look go back to our first shows to now and the flow that we've developed, which is really good, and what people have said to me, what I really appreciate is. Now that a couple of guys, and we're going to have some guests in the new year, Cody McDonald, Kevin Pick, whatever, is that um, we're not on here just talking shit. We have to figure out what we're doing. Like, mm -hmm. what did we just say? Precious or Boucher has to go. We need a better shooter. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it just fell into our hands like this. We can't pick lottery numbers but we do know a little bit about sports, bro. Just a bit. Just, Just a that's bit. That's what I'm saying. So we're going to move on to our favorite thing of the day. Hell yes, sir, the NFL. Okay, so here we go. I just want to say one thing. When I heard, do you know now that the Detroit Lions are the division champions? Yes. For the first time in 30 years? The first time they've won the NFC North. The, yeah, the NFC North. It was the NFC, the NFC Central back, back then, then. yeah. With Tampa Bay was in our crew. You know, with Warren Sapp. Wow. Yeah, and, and Warren Sapp chasing uh, Brett Favre and killing us every week. Just killing us. But I just want to say this. I've been a Detroit Lion fan for over 50 years, and I'm not going to shed a tear now. But have you seen Dan Campbell give the speech after the game in the dressing room? I felt like he was talking directly to me. I really did. He goes, you guys that have been here for a thousand this, that, this, and that. And then we had, you ever watch The Insiders? It's a great football show with Ryan Clark, mm -hmm. um, Jay Cutler, and all that. Right, right. Uh, the guy with the braids that does the Pivot Podcast, too, he went through the myriad of ways that the Detroit Lions could invent to lose. <laughs> it, it killed me. every Because I seen every one of those games. I seen every down. I sat through an 016 season, kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be here. So I'm going to be bold enough to say I'm going to make my picks later. It's Jimmy Johnson night in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Putting him in the ring of honor. And who are their opponents down in Jerry World? My beloved Detroit Lions. Calling the upset tonight. Oh, okay. I'm calling the upset tonight. And you know why? Because then well, we got to get ahead because I don't. I, and I'm going to say this to my brother. Okay, Joe, listen to me. You told my son that you're not worried about Matt Stafford coming into Ford Field to play us in the playoffs. I thought I taught you better than that. Ooh. Okay, because I'm not buying that for nothing. If you think that I'm going to go to sleep that night knowing Matt Stafford's coming to town 
the next day to play against us in Ford Field, I'm nervous, bro. And if you're not, you're crazy. Do you see Stafford playing the way he's playing right now? He's, he's looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. He's always has been. That's just that. And he won a Super Bowl two years ago, people. He did. You know, he's the best girl dad ever. <laughs> okay. Best I don't see what that has to do with football, but okay. Well, just because, you know what I mean? That you can show your sensitive side. Right, right. You're not out there corralling boys. You're out there, you know, playing with Barbies and pushing their cars and all that. Did you see him before the game last week? No. Cutest thing ever. Daddy, don't get tackled. It was just, it's just, it's unbelievable. I'll try, sweetie. <laughs> okay, I'll do the best I can. You know, it's obvious one of those things where the man wants a boy. Right. Kept on going, oh, let's do it again. Uh, do I want... How many kids does he have? Four girls. Wow. I don't think he wants five. And they're young enough to do it. Like, his wife's in great shape. She has sure. a podcast. She does her things around L.A., but I think that, uh, I think he's got enough girls. But but God bless him. But anyways, let's get around. I know, he could uh, have uh, go for Philip Rivers, go for 10. Yeah, well, Phillips has got a, you know, he's got a shortstop, second baseman. Well, he's got he's, 10 kids now. He could have a 10. whole offensive that's, team out there that, with him. That's just absolutely crazy. But that's neither here nor there. The the NFL has gotten totally, totally interesting, don't you think? So I want to ask you, do you think the Lions could take the number one seed in the NFC? Oh, oh. I'm thinking if they win tonight, they'll be the number one seed. I think okay. they'll be number one seed because you got to look at um, no, no no I don't think so because Philadelphia should win their last two games like who's Philly playing they got nobody to play so they, they... got the Giants I believe and Washington. oh no sorry that the Giants last week who do they got they got bums <laughs> they got bums um but, 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 but they have oh they have Arizona at home. They should smash there, and then they go into the Giants next week. So they do play the Giants. So they, they that's got, a division road game. Things uh, can get wacky. Okay, so there, there's what we got the same record as them, right? Yeah, but we, they hold the tiebreaker, I believe. I believe so too. You know, and we got Minnesota. So even if we, um, I think we got Minnesota. San Fran and Philly both have the tiebreaker over you. Yeah, so I don't think it's a possibility, and I think that San Francisco smashing this week because we should get back to it. I'll come to our power ratings. Isn't it great that on a holiday weekend, the last game of the night on a Christmas night, and oh. I picked all three of them games wrong on Christmas Day, by the way, <laughs> all three. Um, the Baltimore, which I was hyping a few weeks ago. When yeah, we're not, well, we're not going to talk about our football picks from uh, but, last week. Uh, but. Okay, uh, but I am. But I'm saying, remember a few weeks ago when I first, I think I put them on my power rankings first. I'd like to say that I did some time ago because it was something about that team that's, the, the physicality is winning this year mm -hmm. and it's the year of the defense when it's usually the year of the offense. But even their offense, they can play any which way and beat you. Two or three times this year, if they had the 10 best plays in the... And NFL this year. If you picked the 10 best plays of the year, I would say uh, Lamar Jackson's got two, and I bet you Matt Stafford's got two. Okay. You know what I mean? Because both of them have been slinging the ball all over the place. Now, here's the question. is How do you pick the M MVP in the NFL now? How do you go about it? Now, is this just an anomaly for, for uh, Brock Purdy? I think he got a little bit stressed in the moment. He'll learn from it. Because he made a couple of bad decisions. Okay, the batted balls I get, it unravels for anybody. I heard Aaron Rodgers say, hey, I've had nights like that. I heard Jay Cutler say, I've had nights like that. Like, don't pick at the team because San Francisco is still good. But um, 
They're a great team. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So do you think he, like, are you worried about Brock Purdy? I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it was just just one one of those those games. games. And you know what? I think that we saw six of the best linebackers on the league playing for both sides. Mm. Because San Francisco had those moments where they could have gone in and done it and and done something, but the the bad pick or the bad throw or whatever made it interesting. But we're getting down to... um, who is going to make the playoffs now? Who do you think we've got there? We've only got two weeks to go, buddy. Yeah. It's really starting to settle. I mean, mm-hmm. AFC, I mean, Dolphins, Bills are both in. Ravens are in. Browns are in. Chiefs are going to be in. Do you, um, I want to ask you this question. Do you think that anybody wants to play the Buffalo Bills when the playoffs start? Probably not, although the Bills will have to play on the road. Well, defense travels. And you know what I mean? Defense in a running game travels. Um, uh, I, I read, uh, But those things have been kind of uh, a little shaky at times for the Bills, don't you think? I think that last week against the Chargers that they took it off after. Look who they played before. They played Kansas City. They played Philadelphia. Right. They played uh, Dallas. Yeah, but like the run game isn't anything too special, don't you think? Buffalo? Buffalo. Oh, I disagree. You think so? line, Look what they did. They threw seven passes against Dallas, remember? Yeah. Cook rushed for 240. Last week against the Chargers, what they did is they let the Chargers hang around. They they had a good rushing game last week, but their O-line is intact, and O-line and defense travels. So I would want to be playing Buffalo in the, in the playoffs, even though the prohibitive favorite has to be Baltimore because they have the top five defense and the top yep. five offense. So that's not that's usually a the formula key, the formula for going to the Super Bowl, right? A hundred percent. So I'm, winning the Super Bowl a lot of times. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. I think Jacksonville has now become complete frauds. Uh, yeah, they but oh, whoever wins that division, that's just gonna be the back door, right? Exactly. They're gonna they might even <laughs> three way tie for first place though. That's Indianapolis, just, Jacksonville, Houston. I'm kind of hoping Indy comes out the back. I think Houston, I mean. I hope they come out the door. Houston, yeah. Indianapolis, I think they're going to find a way to blow it. I thought they were going to be there. I really did. And then all of a sudden, they, they got weird. What is the situation with the Kansas City Chiefs? What a horrible game on Christmas. Oh. Horrible. And by the way, I think I'm developing some magic powers, by the way. Okay. Kelsey made a great catch, went down the field for 20 yards. I said, show me Taylor, and by God, they showed me Taylor oh, on the screen. You know what? I, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of getting ambiguous about the whole, the whole Taylor Swift thing. I think it was really cute that Mahomes' wife and, and her had the monogram Santa hats with the numbers on them. I yeah. think that was pretty badass. But the point being is, um, I bet you any money when you looked at that game that um, – Crosby's wife was at the game. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so? Max Crosby on the other team. Yeah, yeah. I think the Raiders. De- Devont, I think Devontae Adams' girlfriend was at the game. Okay, they're not the stature of one Taylor Swift. However, I'm there to watch the football game, and I don't want to turn in Dal Michaels by any means. <laughs> I'll try not to. And I appreciate the fact what they bring to the game, and it brings a little bit of fan interest, and I can't believe everyone is saying... A lot of fan you. interest with Taylor. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, they just pulled up the numbers now. The under 30 girl thing is just ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, Insane. I, it blew me away, which is good, because a monolith don't need it, but they had, but they got it. But they could use it. They, uh, <laughs> They're no, never no. going to say Who no. Who says, as Keith Richards, oh, the famous Keith Richards quote is this, whoever says no to a little extra bread... 
<laughs> Whoever says no. I mean, it, it's just hilarious that they say it. Now, just another side note before we get on to our picks and stuff, because I want to... Our power rankings. And our power rankings, and that is, I just want to say one thing. I think that Roger... I like Adam Silver a lot. He's a good man. He's a good commissioner. Didn't it feel like the Roger Goodell and the crew came in and pillaged the whole NBA thing on Christmas Day? Oh, they really did. Didn't they just bitch slap it to the curb? They just let the... I think they let it know. So Because look, at everyone's watching basketball around the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, because it's more... Because it's played. All you need is shorts and a ball. The whole thing, sure. right? Okay. However, just to say the power... Of the NFL was on full display on Christmas Day because the NBA is scared to look at the ratings compared to the games that they were watching. That's word on the street. Yeah, like the NBA ain't releasing their their uh, their ratings real quick because look what the NFL did. The monolith put in a game at what? Just as you're having brunch. Yep. For those with the early Christmas dinner, you had a game to get after brunch with Patrick Mahomes. With Patrick Mahomes, and then what did you have on? Sunday night, the two best the team. game of the season. The game of the season. Is that not the NFL just walking in and doing the proverbial I'll steal your girly, I'll steal your weed? And you're forgetting the game in the middle though. Uh, Philly, New York, one of the biggest rivalries in the league. Philly, one of the biggest contenders. NFC Tommy East. Cutlets. To- Come on. A- NFC East, they, yep. it was like they wrote it out. And they had some good NBA games. Let's not get it wrong. Oh, sure. Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, the there was, there yeah. was the Golden State-Denver one. Yes, which uh, just proves again that like, Golden State isn't going nowhere. But it's no. a good game, though. Yes, it was. And the, the whole slate of NBA, on a normal day when there's no Christmas time, yeah. like the NBA will be going back to normal next year. It all gets normal again. I'm just saying that it's really interesting that the NFL just took such a swipe at them. That hard? Oh. oh, this is a few years in a row now, basically, where they've done that. Ever since COVID, they're like, hmm... We could put games on Christmas, Christmas too. Day. Yes, yeah, but it's round. But, you know, when Christmas is on Wednesday or Tuesday. No, they can't but, do but it But it's there. just at this time of the year. It's if it falls out. on a Thursday, a Sunday, or a Monday, why well, not? Well, hey, yeah. shit could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the NFL does what? Whatever it wants. <laughs> Prince money or whatever it wants. In any event, I'm going to look at it this way. I think that the I'm, I, I'm in a playoff pool, and I'm going to say it right now. And what you do is you have to predict before the playoffs start who's going to win win the, the Super Bowl and who are they going to beat. Then you got to pick them against the spread and straight up for the whole playoffs. I usually put in three tickets every year, and one of my tickets is going to say the Los Angeles Rams is going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. You heard it here first. Wow. Let's look at the Los Angeles Rams. Ever since um, um, Stafford's come back from the injury, he's had more touchdown passes than any quarterback in the league. Their defense has been top Mm -hmm. five to top ten at all times. And who was their only loss to? Hmm, who's the best team in football? Right now? Okay. And who'd they lose to? (laughs) On a punt return in overtime? People, wake up to my boy, Matty Stafford, the best girl dad in the country. The best girl dad. (laughs) And he's going to the Super Bowl. I just hope he doesn't play Detroit in the first round. No. Oh. Oh, Have I apologized to Kirk Cousins yet? It's about time you did. Kirk Cousins. And I guess the lovely ladies I met from Minnesota when I was in Mexico. I owe everyone a big apology. I said Matt Stafford was a fraud. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Thank you. Top 10 quarterback. Who, Stafford? Or uh, 
Uh, oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, okay. You say, oh, he's top 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yo, yo, and yo. he's probably going to stay in Minnesota. I don't see why they would move on. I think they're going to restructure the contract. Imagine. Well, he's a free agent, so. Oh, yeah, well, they're yeah. going to. They're going to sign something new there. They're going to uh, figure it out. I'm just going to say this much. We're, I think that Detroit would be in a battle right now if Kirk Cousins had a played all season. Oh, absolutely. You know what I absolutely. mean? And their defense is holding up well. So I'm, I'm I just, think Minnesota would have beat you guys last weekend if Kirk Cousins was in the lineup. Well, well, that's that's why I'm still. Uh, I didn't say nothing about pretenders yet, did I? <laughs> I'm a little nervous there. But in any event, let's get to our picks of the week. Any Anything you want to talk oh, top, about the oh, NFL? Power rankings. Oh, okay. Power rankings. Okay. Uh, my number five is the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Uh, number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Number three, your Detroit Lions. Thank you very much. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. And number one, this should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, the Baltimore oh, Ravens. Damn, and Lamar could be the Jackson. Only four, could be the only 14-win team this season, which... I predicted there would be none. Yeah. I predicted there would be none. There could be one. There could be one. That's a good prediction, though, eh? Beginning of the season, saying, solid, yeah. you know, there would be no, and, and I, I kind of hope Lamar and the boys do it. Well, I have to stop three teams that you do. But in I that have, order? In the same order. Because yeah. you can't let San Francisco anywhere. They had a bad day. They're just too good of a team. And I've debated on the Lions being third or Miami fourth. But I'm going to tell you why I put um, Detroit ahead of Miami is strength of schedule. Okay. So I got Miami fourth. But here is my fifth. Team on my power rankings, okay. the Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay. The sleeper team to going in with the return of Joe Flacco. Yes. You know what Just I mean? been tearing the league apart for the last month, month and a half. Throwing the ball over all over the yard, including interceptions. <laughs> still. Got that defense covering his ass. I mean, still, he's looked better than Deshaun Watson ever did there in Cleveland. Yeah, but Deshaun had banged up, but I'm just like, ah, stop making but- excuses for him. Well, you know what? He's, his legs are weak. He had other things to do, right? <laughs> In any event. That's his problem. That's right. Bring your game to the table. Like, Flacco came off the couch, and he won a Super Bowl, and uh, Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. And did you hear his interview after the game the other night? He says, these are the moments I get to share with my wife for the rest of my life. Wow. That's a, that's a huge statement. After everything that he's done, he's been cast off. He's been on the couch, probably driving the wife crazy. And uh, now he's back and he's in contention. Look at Cleveland's 11-6, and six, bro. Yep. <coughs> no one's going to want to play them in the playoffs. We talked about Buffalo, but... They're the two. The, they should smash whoever the NFC or AFC South winner is. Wouldn't it be funny that the upset angle got to a point where it was Buffalo and Cleveland... Oh, that'd be funny. AFC, I would love that. I mean, God bless. Um, sometimes I want Lamar to win because to get to be that great quarterback, you have to get to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Just like Josh Allen, he's going to have to be there after your quota being he's going to be a – he's just this, the next Matt Stafford. Well, he's going to win a Super Bowl then as far as I'm concerned. Sure. But in any he's got of, the talent. Oh, 100%. And people forget, you know he's got 40 combined touchdowns? That, that's not surprising at all. So why is he in the MVP candidate? Candidate, if they run the table, if they do and they do match, because I believe they still have an outside shot at the division. If they win both, if games, they win out and Miami loses out, then I mean that would have to put Allen in the MVP conversation. Oh, absolutely at the top of it right now. Because is there a two game difference? Yep. But uh, oh, and they go into Miami in the final game, do they not? And Baltimore is playing Miami. 
Tonight, yes. Yeah. Or this oh, weekend, this tomorrow. Weekend, yeah. So, yeah. So, it should be interesting. I think my love, you know what? If you don't like the coach of Miami, you don't like football. <laughs> this guy looks like Waldo, talks like Einstein, runs like I don't know who, but and the way they scheme. And did you see that thing on Hard Knocks where he looked over it? I think I told you this when he said. He walked over to Tyreek Hill, who was playing the game. He goes, this feels like a one-play drive. You see the formation on the wheel? Two, threw, it, threw it down. Waddle caught the ball 60 yards. One-play drive. Called it before. Looked over and seen the, looked at Tyreek and said, huh? Smart guy. Oh, no, he's he's, he's a, a, a brainiac. So any of your favorite teams out there, I want to just shout out one more thing before we do that. God bless Mike Tomlin and Mason Plumley. Mm-hmm. You cost me about 300 bucks, okay, if you want to know the truth. But, look, I mean, does, does he, is, is like, is he Lazarus, Mike Tomlin, or what? Like, I love the guy, but every time he gets thrown on the jump, he gets right back up. Kind of like the Undertaker. Remember those every time the Undertaker's out of it, he just gets Ups out of the coffin. Whatever, yeah. yeah. He, it's it, like, I, okay, Zach, you happy I made a WWE reference? But God bless Mike Tiger, and they got to win one more game, and he's got another thing where he's um, that's that 500 record going. Yeah, yeah, he's because they're eight and seven right now, right? They are, but I don't think they're winning this weekend. Anything else you want to say around the league about teams? I think that Kansas City, I I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I think that uh, I mean, their offensive line is quite weak though, but and they the, got and they Mahomes have, and a good defense. Uh, but the receivers, they well, can't make a catch. Is, Kelsey's been. Just as bad. Fantasy-wise, people are calling him the biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah, because they got two guys on him all the time. What they do is they just say, surround Kelsey, throw it to somebody else. But it's worked in years past. Yeah, but the other guys were catching the ball. So sometimes you had to go there. So when they did those splits coming through the air. Either way, it's not working for KC. No, but I think they've got two games to figure it out. They're going to have one home game, so they're going to have to wait and see. I'm thinking that. uh, And big shout-out to uh, Mario Wade and the whole... Familia around Chewies and their L.A. Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. You guys ain't making the playoffs. Stop it. Speaking of not making the playoffs, the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. He's going to be benched for the rest of the season. It sounds like he's going to be out of town there soon, too. Well, it's all about the money. Like, at first, I was shocked to hear about it. When you're looking from a financial point of view, it's like they got to cut him by what? So he doesn't get the 2025 money. Yeah. If they cut him by then, but it's still a $40 cap hit. Next $40 million. $40 million cap hit coming along here. That's still a lot. Over the next two years, that, that's a good player or two. Yeah. It just shows you like this. There's some coaches that think their dicks are the biggest dicks on the face of the earth. Sean Payton whipped out his dick and said, to Russell Wilson, put that chilly willy away. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And, and this, was, this was a match made in hell. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you first hear about, like, uh, Sean Payton shows up and goes, whose office is that? Well, that's Russell Wilson's. What? Get that office out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, well, first of all, that's just, like, the oddest matchup of, like, a coach and a quarterback. Like, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, that's just, like, instant clash, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers said this week that all quarterbacks get frustrated. All quarterbacks show their helmets. All quarterbacks do crazy things. Like I was asking sure. like Mahomes, he's show no shows Mahomes is showing his competitive spirit. But all Russell Wilson does is it's all good all the time. <laughs> Let's go cooking with Russ. 
No, uh, it's not. Cook. Yeah, it's not all good all the time, buddy. And that's why Peyton came over to you and said, it's not all good all the time. So the question is, where's Russell Wilson going to be next week, next year? CFL. In the immortal words of Boss Scott, where is Russell Wilson going to be next year? On Dancing with the Stars. Oh. <laughs> Possibly. That's Possibly. the funniest line I heard all week, but CFL is another thing. So anyways, we got lots to talk about year-end, and the time is rolling on us. Let's go with uh, our picks for the week. Yes, sir. Let me just pull them up quickly, and what? we are... Oh, we should, I guess, say how we did last week. I did outstanding. Uh, you were 7 for 15. What? <laughs> is that all? Yes. Oh. I was... It's okay. I was 5 for 15. In any event, I hope a lot of people were, because I was in the top five in that pool. Getting a little worried. No, I was still top five. After that's how everyone badly everyone picked last week. Uh, yeah, it was a weird week. Definitely it was. A, weird was. Week. a lot of people picked the same games. Let's uh, start off. Okay, one thing I want to know before we go: what's the what's the spread? What we're going on? I made every pick, but the Pats Bills game. What's the spread again? For Pats Bills? Yeah, I have it at fourteen, and it's in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so number one, Detroit at Dallas. It's uh, Dallas favored by five and a half at home. I think Dallas is killer at home. Detroit, I think you might be resting on your laurels a little bit after winning that division for the first time in a million years. I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay, Dan Campbell's had some association with the Cowboys. I think in a he played there for a minute for a cup of coffee or did some coaching, whatever case may be. And I think that Dallas is going to be so full of themselves because it's Jimmy Johnson night and Irwin's going to be in the house and Aikman and Emmett and uh, who's the lineman? Larry, uh, Big Larry will be there. I forget his last name. All the boys are going to be out. Sure. All going to be having some beers, maybe some gummies going around. And it's going to be a tortoise in the hair game because guess what? Detroit plays physical and Dallas is not. So I'm calling Lions for the up. And it's a five and a half spread, isn't it? Five and a half spread. I'm taking Lions and land points. Uh, next up, Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore favored by three and a half points at home. Ravens are on a roll. Give me Baltimore. All day long. Oh, you know what I mean? All day long. And the reason I'm saying this is that John Herbog is a coach that teaches you don't have a letdown. And guess what? Miami still has a shot at being the number one seed. Why doesn't uh, Baltimore get the number one seed? Why let them come in the back door, Miami? Exactly. And look at Cleveland's breathing down their neck, too, with a loss. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking the Ravens all day. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by two touchdowns, 14 points at home. I think Buffalo smells blood. 100%. Give me the bills. 100%. Sorry about your boys. Yeah, it's, it happens. Uh, Atlanta at the Chicago Bears. Bears favored by three points at home. I've been a guy that's been on the Falcons bandwagon all the time. I picked them right uh, most of the times this year. I actually picked them to win the division. They're losing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Chicago as well. I think Atlanta's shot themselves in the foot too many times yep. this year. Why not do it one more time before the end of the year for old time's sake? Mm-hmm. Um Tennessee at Houston. Houston favored by four points at home. CJ Stroud is back for this one, I believe. So you know what? We're both taking, right? We are both on the Texans. The Houston Texans. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by four points at home. Another game that I absolutely just hate to pick. But I'm going with the upset. Give me Vegas. 
I'm saying that the Raiders were so full of themselves after watching Kansas City puke them up on national TV that they think that there's something that they're not. And Colts are still a team that could win that division. And the Colts have a very good record at home. Do you check their home record? They do have a good home record. I'm saying that they're, they got a great home record, and I think they've been perfect against the spread at home. So I'm taking the Colts all day. You are taking the Colts. Okay. Next up, Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored by four points at home. Give me Jacksonville. Wait a second. Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, so this could be the ugliest game of the of the week. By Do far, you think Carolina's going to... No, I'm going to take the Jags, and I'm going to take it with some apprehension because I would... It's like, the, the you know, the, uh, Jacksonville's still a year away. Sure. You know what I mean? They're just... They're not there. And we know Trevor Lawrence, first game he's going to miss in his career, by the way. I hope he's back soon. Yes. First game, high school, college, professional uh, right. yeah. is missing, yeah. Uh, L.A. Rams at the New York Giants. Rams favored by six points on the road. Come on. I'm with you. Know, you. I like uh, the Rams. Thank you very much. That's a gimme for me. Here's an interesting game. What's the spread in the cards and the Eagles? 12 points. I think the key Eagles got to right the ship. It's a division game. It makes me nervous. Eagles-Cardinals? Yeah. No, it's no, not. that's right. That's not. I was thinking of... Um, Who's that with Washington? I'm saying that the Eagles got to right the ship. The problem is Arizona can run. I'm worried about the backdoor cover. I don't know. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm anyway. taking the Eagles too. If the if the Cardinals ended up, I'll be kicking myself. The next game's a no-brainer, I think. Uh, well, uh, depending on which one you uh, say it is. But for me, the next one on my list is New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Could be deciding the division winner right here. I think Tampa Bay finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot here. Give me the Saints for the upset. Okay, I'll bet a beer. I'll I'll take the beer, and I'll take the box. Taking Tampa Bay. I think that what happened is there's a little thing you got to look at here. When you let a quarterback develop, he can do like something. Like Baker? Like Baker's developing. They're going to keep him around, I think. Oh, definitely. And they say a bit, the good thing is, is that from him going to L.A. last year to play those games with Sean McVay, yep. and Sean McVay's a bit of a quarterback whisperer, they said what he learned there, he brought to Tampa Bay, and some of the offensive people from L.A. are in Tampa Bay, and the okay. rest is history. Okay. You know, I've never – Tampa Bay. I'm not a Baker lover, but I'm glad that he's a good story. Okay. Uh, San Francisco at Washington. San Fran favored by 13-and-a-half on the road. I think Washington is just an absolute dumpster fire. San Fran's going to be looking to get back in the win column. Give me the Niners. I think they, this might be a bad beating. <laughs> Real bad, beat. yeah. Because they're gonna take all their shit out on these guys, man. Could be ugly. Pittsburgh at Seattle. Seattle favored by four points at home. Seattle's kind of riding high right now, but I still quite don't believe in them. Pittsburgh going for that, whoever a million straight seasons of plus five hundred football with Tomlin. I'm taking Pittsburgh for the upset. I'm liking the twelfth man. Ooh. All day long because Pete Carroll has a way. Look at every game that they look like they're in trouble and at home. Look at their home record. They got a great home record, and mm -hmm. Pittsburgh hasn't been traveling so well. And there's going to be now a film on Mason Plumley, who yeah. had a great game last week. I'm taking the Hawks all day. Okay. L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos, another game that you just hate uh, to call here. Denver favored by three and a half at home. I think just the Chargers are a bigger dumpster fire, so I'll take Denver. That's exactly how you got to look at yeah. it, bro. There's no other way. That's like, what do you want, shit or shinola? It's both bad. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Bengals battling for a playoff spot, but Kansas City got smoked. I think they'll be looking to rebound from that. Did I say they're favored by six and a half? Uh, I'm taking KC. Yeah, how come I don't have that one down here? But I'm definitely taking KC. That's the Bengals and KC, right? Yes. I think this is where um, in uh, Arrowhead, right? This is in Kansas City. Uh, I think this is where the Chiefs put the nail in the coffin for the Bengals. Okay. You're taking the Chiefs, too? I'm taking the Chiefs, too. Okay. And last but not least, uh, the Sunday Nighter. Did I tell you I hate both these teams? <laughs> I'm surprised this game didn't get flexed out. I thought it would, too, but I don't know why, because it's something about their... They're still saying there's some competitive thing about this, isn't there? Uh, I mean, one of these teams could still make the playoffs, technically. But I'm, if Seattle wins, then it, this game just means absolutely nothing. But either way, it's Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by a single point at home. I just want to say that these two teams, complete polar opposites on defense. Green Bay has all the defensive talent in the world. They just can't figure out a scheme. Minnesota seemingly not that much defensive talent, but they're getting it done every week. Unbelievable. I got, I got I'm going with Green Bay for the upset. I'm taking the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. So we went uh, pretty different directions this week, which... Yeah. Uh, should be interesting come next week. Usually bodes well for me. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, can I have a big shout out? I am cheering for the funniest thing on TV. I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to brag things, but I'm cheering for the Owen Wilson gambling team on our national sports network. Luke Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson. What's her team called? Owen Wilson? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm cheering for their team. Okay. Just let you know. Uh, we'll take it right into our year in review show. Oh, this is going to be amazing. There's going to be so many things to set. I think that you're going to get caught off guard. As we start, as we start, I think it's very important that we take a quick look at some of the things that we don't talk about, we haven't mentioned already that happened this year, that we should. Number one being LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul's all-time mm -hmm. scoring record. Happened in 2023. Yep. I, the house that happened should note that. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Um, do you think that that coach on the national team in Spain kissing that girl should have got fired? Uh, I forgot about that, to be honest. What a weird story of the year. <laughs> when I went, what? The guy got fired for that? Now, looked a little weird. He's got a wife. Yeah. They fired him for it. The girl never bitched, did she? No, but who knows what happened behind the scenes, right? It, the optics were pretty yeah. ugly. Yeah. So, what do you think? He should have been fired? Uh, I think it was in France. He wouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, that's, you might be right. I'm in France. Yeah. I wouldn't have been. Here it is. Okay. I think that we should have a big shout out to the people that saved uh, Hamlin's life the night of the Bengal yes. game. And he's got to play again this year. The house that happens want to recognize mm -hmm. that those medical people, you can't underestimate first responders and the things they do. Mm -hmm. They saved a man's life. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up that. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, do you know that a bunch of horses died mysteriously days up to the Kentucky Derby? I did not. I did not either. But I was doing some research and like... Horses that were, like, if you were at the beginning, like this time of the year, they were talking, the Kentucky Derby's in what, May? Yeah, yeah, okay. like early summer, somewhere okay, around there. Summer, okay, now all these horses that were in contention, apparently six of them died before the race, one ten days before. Hmm. Just saying. <laughs> I'm not a horse racing guy, but is that not an odd 
thing to happen in the year 2023? I mean, it. this sounds like it could be an alleged scam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Some alleged insurance fraud, potentially. I don't know. It was just so weird. How big of a story was Aaron Rodgers' four plays into the year? Oh. But one of the biggest stories of the year? Terrible, terrible. It was terrible, but now what has it turned into? The biggest, one of the big, is one of the biggest stories, should it be mentioned? I think so. The Jets really ended up being whatever, what have you, but yeah, okay, we'll put Aaron Rodgers on the map. Um, I want to say that I don't want this, There's, I'm going to take the opposite ends of the schedule when we're talking about TMZ stuff, which I hate to get on football, but I think that uh, the Travis... And Taylor's story undoubtedly is one of the biggest ones in the year. And we're going to concede that it is. So let's move on. But when you get to the other extreme and Zion says he's having a child and a porn star oh jumps up God. and says that, is that not the opposite end of worst? That's the cringiest sports story of the year. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. The, the house that happens calls it the cringiest. <laughs> Thought I'd bring that up about yeah. things that we go are just beyond we don't and like her it. whole rant on Twitter or whatever, that was oh, insane. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like how that crosses a line. Uh, the other thing is, once again, I want to remind everybody that Deion Sanders changed this. It has to be one yep. of the biggest stories yep. of the year considering what's happened there. I don't want to forget that. We cannot forget the fact that the Canadian men's basketball team, we want to re- remind everybody we're going to the Olympics. Yep. Agreed. Um, very, very sad to say that this is the actual end of Oakland being a sports city. Is that a big sports story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like all the history around Oakland and it's all dead. Yep. Now, I'm going to say two things that's going to shock the shit out of you because you're going to go, where did this come from? But I think that they're possibly, I'm going to let you know when we get there, but my team of the year may be Manchester City. Manchester City. They won the triplet. That's not the quad. Still the triplet, man. <laughs> Come on. I don't, I'm not, well, look, do I look like Mr. Soccer? No, you do not. Thank you. So I'm bringing that to the table. Okay. Okay. So I, I, you got to respect that. Sure, of course. Like, look, what's that? Champions League. What is it again? I remember what I heard. I said, wow, why do we ever mention it? I mean, we Well, won- there's whatever. So they won the Premier League. They won Champions League. And then they won one of the cups. I can't remember if it was the FA Cup or the other one. I think it was FA. Okay, so that, that's the bigger one. Anyways, this is just a prelude to the fact that Mr. Milani is going to make sure that we have full coverage of the Euro coming this spring. So I wanted to let him know that I'm paying attention to what goes on in the world in soccer. So I just want to know how come nobody brings up Eric Halen of Manchester City. Is it because Holland. of Messi? Holland? Yeah. Is it because of Messi just is so whatever? Uh, probably, but unf- he did win the... Uh... Actually, he was like the runner-up, I guess, for the Ballon d'Or, yes, right? Yes, he so, was, and he, and he was uh, probably should have won looking, it. Yeah, but other there, but because the last thing we want to talk about story of the year, if we don't bring up Messi coming to the MLS, MLS. that has to be one of the look. Look what he moved on Apple, the crowds, soccer in North America. I think that that's another one we'd be here. But that's all, just the stories that we could bring up. We could bring up a million other ones. Any yeah. ones you could think of stories of the year? I mean, I think you said it all nicely there. One last thing I want to bring up before we get into our awards is uh, more trade details have been revealed for the OG trade. So we will also be sending Malachi Flynn to the new, to the Knicks. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to cry too much for that one. No. Uh, and we are getting a second-round pick 
uh, it's going to be the Pistons' second round pick as part of this trade. So it's going to be a pick in the probably the pick number thirty-one when all said and done. So that's not too bad. We're not getting a first rounder. No, no, nobody wants. But we got RJ. That's right. So, yeah, so I'm upset about that. Uh, let's take it right into our awards. So should we get started with the biggest bitch of the year? Oh, let's just cut to the chase. We're going to go in that order. We're going to go back. Okay. There's a lot of bitches in this game, okay? Yeah. There's a few different directions you, you could take it. Jonathan Huberdeau of oh, Calgary. Oh, yes. He, 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 was, he was definitely like, I did a little research. That guy, you know what I mean? I think he wears pink underwear. I guess there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that, but come on. That guy's there. And I don't forget Mr. Trey Young is still. And Trae Luke are all there. But James Harden had some bitch moments this year. Oh, definitely. Trying to get his way out of Philadelphia. And there's a soccer player. I forget where. Uh, I'll look him up next time, but I can't get him on the list. But I seen something. I go, this guy's kind of a bitch too. I think he went to. Uh, he ended up going to Europe. I mean, going to the Saudi league. Okay. So anyway, the guy that is him. We won't look him up. Neymar here. or someone no, else. No, Neymar's not really a bitch. Yeah. Borderline <laughs> though, is okay. So I mean, maybe it's the guy I was saying, but he he's he's something else. Okay. In any event. The biggest bitch in the year from the house that happens. Unanimous choice, no doubt about it. Draymond Green. Yeah, hands down. Not even a question. That guy, you know what? He's still on an indefinite suspension. He's ruined the year for the Golden State Warriors. He's I, ruined last season for them, too. Ruined last season. I think he, he, they will not recover. As a matter no, of fact, I'm saying no. the Golden State Warriors will not even make the playoffs. No. Okay. It's... Uh, I still find it a little bit shocking that they chose him over Jordan Poole in that whole debate. But I think some of that is just like his, his value shot. Like who, who's people are going to be like, I don't know if I really want Draymond at this point in his career. Oh, he's going to duck low and he's going to be coming off the bench for someone like the Lakers. You watch. Because you know what I Yeah, don't... but the, the Lakers wouldn't want to trade assets. They're going to get him off the scrap heap. Whatever the case may be. That's but my I, point. But I, I think once again, I, I really like Christopher Russo's reference to this way. We've never had a drink with Draymond. We've never had dinner with Draymond. You can listen to his podcast if you want. I won't. Neither will I. But the bottom line is, we as John Q. Public and huge fanatics of this game, we only do the eye test. And the eye test says to me a five-letter word that starts with B. Congratulations, Draymond. Congratulations, Draymond. Bitcher, the house that happens. Biggest bitch of 2023. Uh, let's move on to our biggest villain of the year. So Draymond is obviously in consideration for that award as well. Oh, as Marshawn. is Brad Marshand of the Boston Bruins as well. I think that we should up the scale on Barkov in Florida too. Sure. I mean, there's a number of players on Florida. Him and uh, Sam Bennett. Oh, yes. the list as well. I forgot about Sam Bennett. Um, um, what's his name? There's a pitcher that I was going to think about that's a villain right now. Garrett Cole? Yeah. Because he, 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 he thinks he's freaking Darth Vader. <laughs> Screw him, man. But he talks like Kermit. But talks like Kermit. <laughs> Screw him. But come on. We all know who the biggest villain in is in the most highly competitive sport in the world. My son and all you people that are giving me a hard time because I've suddenly fallen into the bed of Formula One. If you don't know who Max Verstappen is, this guy is a villain of the year by far. Yeah. Untouchable. Like those other guys, if you know who Marshawn is, you know Draymond and these guys. You see Max He's the only guy that can whip his dick out at the podium with a girl on his arm and nobody says a word. Oh, he wears that black hat wonderfully. Oh, does he not? You Maybe know? he had the quote of the year in sports when he was given the five-second penalty and was it the second last race of the season, I believe it was? It's like, ah, oh, send them my regards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you have to understand, his accomplishments we'll, we'll get to later. 
I'm saying that uh, I understand why people didn't like him because, oh, by the way, I should have said in the bitch category, and, and people are going to yell at me like this, Mr. Lewis Hamilton had a couple of little... Oh, you would throw him in the biggest bitch category. I was thinking if, if yeah. I would put in, uh, an F1 driver, I'd put Esteban Ocon. Oh, he's there. there too, yeah. yeah. But, you know, a couple times I, this year, because he was losing and things yeah. weren't going his way, I think Lewis, uh, you know, is that time of the month? Come on. <laughs> he had his moments. But in any event... Uh, let's move it on. Uh, best team of the year. So uh, th- there's a bunch, of, obviously, you can throw in there, a, a bunch of championships teams, maybe the Denver Nuggets. But the ones I'm really looking at, Texas Rangers, spectacular year front to back, World Series champions. Vegas Golden Knights picked it up from the end of last season. I've started off spectacularly this season, but I think we got to keep it in F1. Red Bull F1 is my team of the year. Okay. I Okay. I, I had a toss-up here because I'm going to tell you who my team of the year is, and you're just going to go stop it. You're going to reach across the table and slap me. As good as those F guy won, and they their accomplishments was they'll never accomplish again. My best team of the year is Manchester City. Okay, I'm going to still take them because that like that they they can do the three and they could get better with the quad. Which they won the treble. They won the treble. That that's that's a huge accomplishment. Once you got going with um, nothing against my boys at Red Bull. Okay, nothing against them because once they got the motor running downhill, it was over. Yeah. But um, I think that Manchester had to play a little bit tougher competition to win the treble. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, fair so, enough. You know, so everybody out there listening, they're going to say, Cruz is entering an age of dementia. <laughs> Soccer F1. <laughs> Soccer F1, they're going to say, this boy has some issues, okay? My team of the year, though, Manchester City. Okay, first disagreement of the night. Yes. Uh, worst team of the year. There's a bunch of different ways you can go about this. Uh Maybe it's the Detroit Pistons because of this historical stretch. Maybe it's the Carolina Panthers. But for me, it's the Oakland A's. Just a pure disaster oh, on and off the field. Oh, I'm gonna. I I had. I was also putting in there that mess that was in San Diego because they spent so much money. The Padres. But the way they're that, not. But you can't call them the worst. It maybe you. We yeah. the house that happens say. Unfortunately, and we just said this is one of the stories of the year. This is the end of sports legacy in Oakland. By far the worst team. From the organizational to the field until they get out of Oakland, this is absolutely the worst team in sports. And the and the losers, well, not to make it sound bad, but like the who loses, it's the fans. Oh, that's what that's the part that hurts them. You feel most. bad for the diehards there in oh, Oakland. Oh, 100%. Since I was a kid, that was one of the biggest... Sport, you always the heard swinging A's in the, the early swing, 70s, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, biggest disappointment of the year. So, uh, one of the ones that you can look at immediately in hockey are the Pittsburgh Penguins. All that talent, okay. can't figure it out. Alpine F1. Oh, we're right. supposed to be, they got all this big French money. Yes, they the only did. team they were competing with was themselves, seemingly. Middle of the pack, not good enough to compete, not bad enough to be with like the Haases or the Williams of the world. Toronto Raptors, I mean, have been. Such a disappointment given the talent that they have. But my biggest disappointment of the year, it's a tie. Ooh. The city of New York for baseball, the Mets and the Yankees. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, they, they, the Mets were definitely one of my contenders. All that money that they just threw, could not figure it out. Both those teams really didn't make it close to the playoffs. No, not even came close. 
So can I tell you who my biggest, biggest disappointment of the year is? I agree with all of those teams that were there. I think that the Golden State Warriors turned into a huge disappointment. Yeah, they turned into a pumpkin. I think the Denver Broncos were a huge disappointment. Okay, and there's a couple of college basketball teams, but we don't really do that. But um, I think the biggest disappointment of the year was the Toronto Maple Leafs. As the biggest disappointment. Unbelievable. I live in this city every day. They're getting national TV press. Everybody's talking about them going this, that, and the other. And what did they do again? They beat a team that was on their last legs and then go into the next <laughs> hold round. Hold on, and get hold beat. on. You're going to hype up Tampa Bay as a team that's going to make the playoffs. Now you're yeah, going to say that, that was then. They revised. They're going to be oh okay. My God. They're going to be okay. My biggest disappointment of the year actually was a tie between them and the Toronto Blue Jays. Ugh, Blue Jays are yeah, but I mean, I hate to say it, my Toronto teams. I understand how you say those other teams are disappointing because they got the credentials, you know, especially the New York teams. You got to say this, but we live in Toronto every day and we're told that this is what we're going to get. And it keeps building and building and building. How many years of these two teams built us to this point? And again, they fell down. To me, biggest disappointment. Okay, maybe... Blue Jays were a bigger disappointment than the Leafs, though. What's that? Blue Jays are a bigger disappointment than the Leafs. So I'm going to call it a tie. To live in <sighs> this city, they're the biggest disappointments. In- I'm, not, I'm not happy with that. Well, I got to let you know. I thought you'd like my Manchester City one, too, man. <laughs> uh, biggest surprise of the year. So this is positive surprise. Okay. Um, so once again, I have an F1 team in here. A McLaren F1. Didn't have a great first half, but second half really figured it out. They really Huge figured out the aerodynamics. Surprise. Florida Panthers, that was a team I was riding off all last season, ended up going to the finals, picked it up again this year. OKC Thunder, looking like one of the big teams in the West, but in baseball, a team no that doubt. no one had no their doubt. eye on, I'm with made you right all the now. way to the World Series. I only put one team down. Arizona Diamondbacks. How can you not call them the biggest, come on, in, in the league? Yeah. In, the, in sports. In all sports. In all sports. Go around the world because, first of all, it's a uh, – it's a capitalist system yeah. for starters. And number two is they went to the World Series. Yeah. And what, oh, sorry. And lost a hundred and what, three games year two before. years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. Biggest surprise in sports. Arizona Diamondbacks unanimously agreed here at the house that happens. And before I forget, biggest disappointment, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Toronto FC. Oh, God, yeah, that should have been part three. There's three Toronto <laughs> That was even worse because they spent the oh most money in MLS. God. They didn't even, what, they were like dead last? Yeah, so what, they, Toronto gets a trifecta in in, in disappointment. TFC was the worst, though. Oh, Come yeah, I, I, I forgot. I would have said them, but that, that's a trifecta because they all three teams disappointed us immensely. Yeah, but TFC didn't even sniff the playoffs. Exactly, and they brought all those guys in. Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, we, we saw about that. that. I'm sad. But we got Barrett. But I love Anobi, man. He's my boy. Damn. Just had everybody in hearing about the news yeah. about that that's going on. Okay, biggest surprise at Diamondback. Now we have a special category here. Yes. Now, can I preface this before we go on? We're going to pick, pick, pick our favorite female talking head. The reason why I'm going to do this is because I've been watching this about 50,000 years of sports when they only had 20 minutes at the end of a the news uh, when I was a kid, okay, whatever. And what I want to say is I'm for equality uh, on all levels, all genders, all races, all creeds, whatever. But if you go on TV and you suck, get off. Right. Okay, so why is it when a guy sucks, we kick him to the curb? And I want to... No, no, that's not always the case, but... Well, a lot of them don't come (laughs) as they go, but I just I can tell you a few guys that have had many chances. Frankie. 
Okay, well, oh, okay. So, I thought we were going to wait name names. Okay, so that slipped out of my mind. Anyways, I just want to say this. I'm saying with all due respect to the girls that I'm going to bring up that are doing the sport, who I absolutely are my runner-ups, including Molly Karam on first take, who has to take uh, just, she gets thrown into the lion's pit of, of a bunch of restaurants every day. Elle Duncan for her insights on ESPN Sports Center and our own Kate Bernese. Bernas. Bernas, uh, what a great thing that she has done. Thank God we've got them around because I would throw Doris Burke in that oh, conversation yes, too. Oh yeah, I'll give her. Okay, I'll give him there because that's not our winner, but they just give us hope for all the terrible female broadcasters I see on TV every day. TSN, upgrade your game. At, at thank God Jay Onright comes on. Because sometimes, sometimes when I, I'm not, we're not naming names, but sometimes I see it, you can read a teleprompter. So I think what those girls should do is, you know, when they have misplays yeah. of the year awards or plays of the year or teams of the year. I know where you're going with this. Then let them do that show. <laughs> because all they got to do is read the teleprompter. Because these girls don't know shit. Well, but there is one that doesn't know her shit. And her name is Mina Kimes. Oh, Mina, our girl. Congratulations on having her son, I believe, her first child. Yep. Mina comes on, and when she talks about football, and I'm glad, I, I think you said I kind of introduced you You to did her. introduce her to me. Okay, this girl, like, when she's, I stop. I mean, she's not always right, but she's very informative. She, yeah, she, and she is, yeah, she's informed. That's the number one. That's the, exactly, while you're on TV, I want to hear you say something, and I want you to be like, hey, this is it. Big shout out to Mina Kimes. I think it's going to take a couple years before she gets dethroned, but she is our female broadcaster of the year. Yep. I listen to her podcast, uh, was it twice a week, every week? Right on. Uh, next up, the moron of the year. So a big one to mention is uh, Pierre Dorian. It's a mistake that happened from a few years ago. Not, okay, not, of course. Not uh, disclosing the uh, no trade clause details when trading away uh, the Russian there. Yep. But for me, it's so, kind of a tie, but it's the same guys running the show. It's Atkins and Shapiro. Shatkins, if you will. Okay. And it's all because of one trade. Okay, I got you. Yeah. As Marino was named Gold Glove Catcher of the Year as a rookie. <sighs> just kills me. Well, I had a couple of candidates, okay? Okay. I hate to say it. One of them was John Morant. That's fair. I didn't. I hate to say it, but come on, my boy was stupid. Yeah, waving around uh, the firearm uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Not a smart move. Yeah, and I think that um, Corey Perry Ooh. was up there. I thought, although we don't know what he did, we don't know what he did. Yeah, but my moron of the year going away is Babstock. Oh. <laughs> There's my moron of the year. Here's How about a, just the Columbus Blue Jackets in general agreed. for hiring him? There you go. But then he, like, we already knew that this guy was sketchy in Toronto. And remember, he get remember the fanfare at the beginning of the season? Babstock's back, blah, 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 blah. And what does he do? Goes in and be twice as stupid <laughs> as he was before. Well, let me let me take your cell phone. I want to see what oh, the, your family God. photos on there, right? Do you agree that he, uh, he's my moron of the year? That's fair. Fair? That's fair. I'm taking Babstock as my goddamn <laughs> moron of the year, <laughs> bar none. Really picking on things that have happened in Toronto. There's a few other things. That's fair. Uh, for me, I, I'm trying to go the forgiven, most especially of all the forget route with that. So, But I'm still upset about Atska. No, I, I, I was. I was. Um, 
Uh, Atkinson Shapiro was right there. Yeah. But as I was going over the surface and I had to give my boy John Moran, I got to bring it up or I'm not honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just can't let him slide. I'm glad right. he's back and doing his thing. I couldn't let it slide. So I didn't want him to be number one. But when I looked around and the Corey Perry thing was pretty ridiculous. But nah, Babstock to me was definitely the dumbass moron of the year. Yeah. Next. Uh, best newbie. So this is best new athlete on the scene. I mean... You can look at Connor Bedard. He has not put in a full season of work yet, so I will not give it to him. CJ Stroud, same thing there in Houston. Oscar Piastri had a great standout uh, rookie season oh, in F1. Yes. But for me, I think the answer is obvious. Corbin Carroll, Arizona Diamondbacks. So we're not going to give Wembenyana or Holmgren any? I'll, I'll show him a little bit. Those are just my top four, I'm saying. Okay, well, anyways, I'm, I was going to say a tie between... Um, Wembenyan and Holmgren, even though Bedard could be in there, but I can't argue with uh, Coben Carroll because if we're going to say the biggest surprises team of the year was the Diamondbacks, yeah, he was a product of that. So I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm willing to say that when you post this, that the house that happens, the definitive one, we'll go with Corbin Carroll. Absolutely. Uh, best defensive player. This is one you could go in numerous, numerous, numerous different directions in. Yep. My finalists are Fernando Tatis. Junior, Jaron Jackson Jr., and but my winner has to be Miles Garrett, Cleveland Browns. I think that we're going to get there, but there's a couple of guys that we should be talking about. Nobody, we remember he's supposed to be the defensive guru. We we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Mika Parsons, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons. And I do say Tatis is on my list, but I think there's a guy that's going to rise even more as a second baseman, Gold Glove for the Cleveland Indians this year. Cleveland Guardians. Cleveland Guardians. Oh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Andreas Gimenez or whatever. Jimmy Gimenez. Gimenez. His, um, what do you call that? Run saved. Yeah. All that. Chances. You know, because he has way more chances than Tatis because he's playing second sure. base. This guy is a defensive dynamo. So if we had to take, he, I would say he should be an honorable mention. Okay. And we, and we, we didn't even mention TJ Watt. No, no. Which will get there. I tried to keep it one per sport, so. That's what I was thinking, too. We're going to get there. But I'm going with you. I think Miles Davis in the house that happens is our defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. I Best. said Miles Davis. I got to throw <laughs> him in there. That's because I play him too much. <laughs> Best offensive player. So, again, one where you could go numerous different ways. I'll throw Mahomes in there because of the Super Bowl win. Okay. Uh, Connor McDavid, obviously. Okay. Jokic, another championship winner that we didn't really mention, but I mean, he's fantastic on offense. Okay. But for me, I got to go back to baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr., what he did this year is historic. 41 home runs, 73 stolen bases, all while hitting 338. Come on. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna like this. First of all, we didn't even give our Eric Halen guy or Halen guy. Holland, yeah. Yet. We didn't even give him the time of day, and I think we didn't even bring up Tyreek Hill. There's two guys. We didn't, but, yeah, but there was two guys there. But I'm going to say, as good as the tuna was, I think that he benefited from a few rule changes so that the TikTok crowd. No one else did it, though. Oh, so I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. But I'm going to ask you this: Do you think uh, Acuna could do it again? Why not? Okay, then. I'm going number one is freaking Connor McDavid. That's okay. a 150 point season. Are we gonna, is he going to get another 150 point season? When was the last not 150? When's the last time we had a 150 point season? Was it like Lemieux and the like, Yager or, yeah. or whatever it was like this? Like you can't underestimate the level 
of of offensive prowess that is from McDavid. Like you think about it, and he scored sixty goals. Yep. You know what I mean? And how many guys have scored sixty goals? Seven in the history of hockey. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like uh, Matthews, McDavid, Stamkos, Ovechkin. Those are the only guys to do it recently. Then That's you like got, then you got Curry, Gretzky. Um, Phil Esposito. Our bossy never did, no. No, Phil Esposito. He was the first. Yeah. So then it's Gretzky, Phil Esposito. Um, did Curry score 70? I think he believed. I think he did it once. And I think Bernie. Then maybe it's nine because Bernie, what's his Bernie name? Bernie Nichols. Bernie Nichols, I think, scored 72. Oh, McGillney did it. Solani oh, did yeah, it. yeah. So, yeah. There's... Yeah. But it's it's it hasn't happened in a no. while, so we got to give him the benefit. So our guy is so we can decide we can we can put it in a bracket, whatever it is, because Acuna is one, and that is a season. But to me, I'm just saying I I looked at it. He he's on my list here. I sure. got him as is a comment, but I'm going with McDavid. McDavid. Yep. Coach slash manager of the year, another one that was tough. I did so originally I had Christian Horner as my manager of the year, but then upon further review, review okay. Uh, what kept him from being the manager of the year was Sergio Perez's performance. If he was able to keep him up there on the podium every week, I would definitely say he would be the manager of the year. That was not the case. Sean McVay, another good choice. Yes, LA Rams. 100%. But my coach of the year is Bruce Cassidy, Vegas Golden Knights. Especially coming in under that pressure and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to uh, I I'm going to say yeah. And he's kept it up this season too. They're one of the top teams in the NHL. Okay, so I'm going to give you uh, all of those guys are great guys. So I'm going to give you my um, my runner ups. One of them is Andy Reid because he yep, got them yep. back to the Super Bowl again, and he's got to be considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, I think he's Italian, so I don't know how to say his name, but uh, the coach of Manchester City. What's, okay. his, what's his name? Guardino? Uh, Guardino? Yeah, yeah. I think he should be considered, because he had to manipulate all of those mm-hmm. things there, get all the players together, and winning the triplet. I don't think because we don't talk about soccer enough, but I'm leading up to the Euro this year. Yeah. So yeah. you can build up the Euro, and I want you to know that I've been doing my homework. Anybody out there, like my son and your crew, you, all the basketball people, all the hockey people, all the football people, all the baseball people, Go check out how hard it is to win a triplet. There's only been, what, six teams that have done it in the history of It's only a handful, yeah. Yeah, only in the history of soccer, which is well over 100 years old. So mm-hmm. I've given him the – I gave him credit. But in that maze called the NBA, my coach of the year is Michael Malone. He okay. built that ground from the ground up, and they're trying to build a dynasty. I think it's going to be tight for him to hold on. But they like everybody was talking about it, except for Denver was a contender. Yep. He rode them home like secretariat. So my coach of the year is Michael Malone. And last but not least, the house that happens, athlete of the year. So my runners up are Nikola Jokic. 100%. Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. But my number one, the triple world champion in Formula One, Max Verstappen. That's a unanimous choice at the house that happens. Give it up for Max Verstappen, who won two awards at the house. Not only is the athlete of the year, yep. he's the villain of the year. Here's another thing I want to say to all you people that aren't paying attention because we talk about the highest competition of all time. Um, we don't know if Max can ever better this because you can't better this pretty much. You know what I mean? Like he smashed Schumacher's records. He smashed. It's like scoring. Yeah. It's like we. I. I. I'm, I know I'm beating a dead horse. It's like scoring 75 goals. Yeah. It's scoring like 30 touchdowns. It's like uh, rushing for two. Uh, receiving 2,000 yards. All of those things that are going on. Max did it. 
while pissing everybody off. Yeah, exactly. Which is such a great thing. So our athlete of the year, I'm glad we got it, is Max Verstappen. That will pretty much do it for us for 2023. We're almost 150 minutes into this episode. Uh, a banger to leave off the year. Yeah, we had to do the things that anyway. So before we go, we'd like to know, uh, there's going to be no gospel for the cruise because... Just, I, I guess a shout out you want to make, right? What's that? What's that? To uh, Novak. Oh, yeah. I am so thank you did that. With all the things that we talked about today, we did not get to the fact that... Um, what was his first name? I always Novak. That. Novak Djokovic won three Grand Slams last year. He has potential to win more. People, every time you watch this guy, and including him and LeBron, don't be dissing this, people. We are watching greatness. And we don't know when you'll ever see greatness this good again. Could be the greatest of all time. Could be the great. It probably is going to be. But when we go out there and you see social media, pundits, analysts, and they find ways to pick at these guys, shut up. Stop it. These guys, this is greatness. And what do we want to see when we watch sports? Greatness. Thank you very much. So I want to thank both of them for doing it. And, of course, Mr. Messi for solidifying the fact that all the things that he did in his career and finally won a gold cup. World Cup. World Cup. That's greatness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So before we go, I just want to say one thing. Any predictions that you can see going on in 2024? Oh. <sighs> Ah, uh, you go. <laughs> the I'm first sure. thing I'm going to say is this, and I hate to say it, and, and it's the last thing I'm going to say, but I think that the whole sports world has been altered so much by this thing called gambling. Gambling. Do you want to bet on the drop that's going down the window on the right side of your car, or do you want to bet on the drop of water running down the right side of your car? I hope I am wrong. But I smell a scandal, unprecedented, worse than Juventus, over oh. in Italy on a scale that we've never seen before. I'm not sure what sport it is. It's raised its head a bit in tennis. Okay. We had some things over in uh, Asia about golf. Mm-hmm. But I think something's going to happen because human nature is such that addiction of gambling is worse than anything. Heroin, alcohol... Uh, sex, name it. Um, gambling is the worst addiction in the year. And I hope that I am wrong in saying this, but that addiction is going to catch somebody and be the biggest scandal that we see in the year. Okay. Anything else you'd like to say? I'm going to give a couple predictions. One, <coughs> Austin Matthews will score 70 goals this year. Nope. 70 goals. You heard it here first. Okay. And the Formula One championship next year will be a lot tighter than people anticipate. I agree, because of the changes to cars, right? Well, it's still going to be the same rule set, but I think Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, McLaren, those teams are all going to be motivated. Agreed, 100%. Um, The other thing I was going to say, I think that we're going to see more bigger-name players like the other guy that just signed with uh, Inter Miami. Okay. I think we're going to see bigger European soccer players come over here and do their thing. I think that although the, although my, Messi might be heading back to uh, Barcelona. Well, because the money's over there. That's whatever. I think that um, at the uh, this year in baseball, that the Los Angeles Dodgers are not going to win the World Series, regardless of how much money. Uh, it's it's too early to say which way. 
What's that? It, it's too early to I'm say. I'm going to say it now. The gods of baseball are going to say, "Go to hell." That's all. <laughs> well, if they don't win next year, this year they're going to win the year after. What are they going to become? The Brooklyn Dodgers of the fifties? <laughs> In any event, they're just bad. I'm not even having any New Year's resolution. You know what my re- New Year's resolution is? What's that? Every day to try to continue to be the best hater I can, but also be the best person I can and present as much positivity as I can so that we can get away from all the sadness, the, the dragness, the evilness going on in this world today. So anybody out there, fill your pockets full of smiles and let's get out there and try to love each other. You know what I'm saying? Positive words from a hater. I'm still keeping that crown, ain't going nowhere. And most importantly of all, Andrew, would we miss that? I was saying, for everybody that stops and takes the time and listens to our show, we cannot say thank you enough yeah. for taking the time to get involved with this. We're going to have some guests on in the new year, but we couldn't do this without you. Yes. And I mean, keep listening, guys. Things are going to ramp up here, especially as hockey season gets going. The best is yet to come. You got it. And not only that, can I shout out to the Milani family who absolutely have, especially you, Mrs. Milani, you got a great son. You know what I mean? And most importantly- Two great sons. Yes, you do. As Stephen, too, forgot. And the daughter that's getting married. Alexandra. There. Most importantly of all, I want to give a big shout out to my lovely wife, Gail O'Donnell, for putting up with all the nonsense that I do with four televisions, constantly doing sports and driving her nuts with our new dog called Stanley. I love you, babe. Thanks for supporting me. Anything else you'd like to say? That's about it. Everybody, have a very happy new year and remember this. When you listen to the house that happens, we do one thing. We We keep keep the the vibe alive. You can find the house that happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.